www.worldwidesportsradio.com That's a record. Go to iOS uh, for our app, WWSRN or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What's a record? This is officially the fastest show I've wanted to go home ever. <laughs> what? You don't like the Duff? Oh, it's a wonderful name. I wish everyone could enjoy it. I, it everybody does enjoy it. Yeah, they, everyone. Every, oh, yeah, every time right. we're doing the show, they know who you are. You're the Duff. You're the Duff. Come on, just give us a flex over here. Duff. Duff. Could you tell <laughs> Do you know what a Duff is? Do you, I, yes, I know what a Duff is. We've been through this already What before. is a Duff? I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of hearing me say it. Speedy, what's a Duff? Speedy, Designated. Mr. 7 or 8, I suggest you calm down. <laughs> 7 or 8, why? My two favorite single-digit numbers. Go ahead. What, 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 know. what is a Duff? Designated. Ugly. That friend. There you go. I love it. You're a duff. It's great. Anyways, uh, remember. Uh, where's your dog? What? His dog? Yeah, where's his dog? In Connecticut. Implanted in his ass, okay? That's where my it is. My dog would not fit in my ass. Well, I don't we know about make it that. We, we could. We could. Anyways, uh, we have a great show lined up for you guys. We have an ex, well, ex, uh, I guess you could say. Uh, how can we say this, Speedy? Uh, he's not the ex of anything. He still does everything he's, he's done this whole life. Well, we have a movie star coming to our show at ten o'clock. Uh, the Who? Dukes of ha- the Dukes of Hazard, oh, the that's voice, right. that's the right. voice and the face of the Dukes of Hazard. Bo, huh. if you know who he is, uh, John Schneider. He does country music. He's a dirt track racer, and he does a bunch of movies. And uh, he is part of the famous Dukes of Hazard. He will be joining us at ten o'clock. The Dukes of Hazard. You never no. seen the Dukes of Hazard? No. Well, that just shows you how stupid you are. Okay, was... you're the Duff. Where were the Duff? Could you flex for us? Could you flex for us? No, of course. Anyways, uh, Speedy, what are we getting into today? So we're going to get into a lot more of this uh, this coaching carousel that's going across the league in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers might join the Tennessee Titans. He mm. buys a house in Tennessee. We'll get into that. We'll get into the conference Good championship games. We'll get into if the Nets should trade James Harden. Now it seems like he wants out. The Knicks, should they trade Julius Randle? Slurpee. And even more, NBA trade deadline rumors. Gulp. It's a Slurpee. I understand. You want to call me Big Gulp? I like that name. You can call me Big Gulp. <laughs> okay. From Big E to Big Gulp. <laughs> I like Big Gulp. You can call me Big Gulp. You know? Big Gulp. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm we, the Big uh, Gulp. We're sure you're a Big Gulper, right? Yes. Yes. And you like to gulp it. 
Anyways. And we're officially done already. That was about, what, three minutes? Anyways, let, let's get into this coaching carousel because today uh, a coach decides not to take a job, which I'm very surprised. Uh, I found this out probably about an hour ago that Byron Leftwich, who I thought was a guaranteed sell, guaranteed sell to the Byron Jackson Leftwich? Uh, guaranteed sell to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he decides to not take the job. Now, I know there's a lot of stories coming out from Tampa that if Bruce Arians retires, he would be the first in line to get the job. I don't agree with that. I think it would be Todd Bowles. But And then there was another one. Speedy, what, what was the other story? So the other instance was Shad Khan was asking all the coaching candidates what they thought of Trent Baalke because even though Byron Leftwich was a product of bringing in Adrian Wilson, Trent Baalke was technically still on the staff, and they wanted to know whether to keep him or not. And everyone hates Trent Baalke from Jaguars fans to the players to all that. So that is another reason why... Byron Leftwich decided to leave that dysfunction. Who knows? Maybe there's more that we don't realize dating back to what we were talking about yesterday. You know, what's so interesting about Byron Leftwich is I think Byron is going to be a good coach in this league. I think he's a quarterback guru. I think he could work with a lot of good young quarterbacks. I think Trevor Lawrence would have worked wonders with Byron Leftwich. And now that Byron decides to walk away from a guy that could absolutely turn into a superstar in this league – I, you wonder where Byron is going to go because I, I really don't think he's the lead to get that job if Bruce Arians retires. I think it's it's Todd Bowles is to give up, and I, I think Todd Bowles is going to get the job. Now, you look at you know this quarterback carousel, and I mean, and, and really, there's going to be a quarterback carousel this offseason, and then there's a coaching carousel going on right now, and, and you wonder, you know, Eric Bieniemy now that he's no longer. Uh, going to the Super Bowl. We all know that. And, and by the way, Carl says, no, he wasn't offered. No, I, no, he wasn't offered the job. He's talking about um, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh with the Vikings. Yeah, that was mainly just, I think, a, the new GM wanted to do his dil- dil- due diligence more than anything else, just to see. But it seemed like Harbaugh was only going to the Dolphins or the Raiders. I, I think when you look at this coaching carousel, you wonder, with everything going on with Brian Flores, and, and there's a lot of interesting stuff coming out today that the Giants spoke up and they spoke out and said that uh, they they respect Brian Flores and uh, you know Brian Flores has a lot of different things and he, he they they have proof that whatever Brian Flores has has nothing to do with why they hired Brian Dable, which there's got to be a, a, um, there's got to be some kind of major proof to prove the Giants were racist. On any of this, uh, on any of these accusations, because if there isn't, no matter what Brian Flores says, it's not going to hold up in court. It's not going to hold up in front of a judge. It's not going to hold up into anything. Um, Carl says, "I love what Flores accused Elway of being smash hung over." Well, <laughs> and listen, I I don't know anything about John Elway drinking or any, but John El- Elway has been known to drink. After games, mm-hmm. I know people. Have, oh, his comments kind of make some sense. I know there. I know a bunch of people that actually went drinking with John Elway years and years ago when he was a professional football player, and and told me that he likes to drink and he likes to party and he likes to do other things. So, um, you you look at this coaching carousel in the and you and you could go back and forth and really wonder. Uh, and I'm not even talking about Brian Flores. Just wondering with the positions and the coaching jobs that are available. You wonder 
being that now Byron Leftwich has stepped down for the Jaguars, who's going to want that job? I mean, really, who's going to want a job with a rebuilding team? They don't know who the hell they are as an identity. They know they have a great young quarterback, but being that he's on that particular team, and we've seen this before, we've seen great young quarterbacks go to organizations and get completely wrecked. Archie Manning, when there was really no trading in the NFL, he goes to the Saints. He drafts. He gets drafted by the Saints. He never wins over there. He goes to a horrible organization at the time that could never win, could never get over the hump, could never do anything right. And Archie never became the quarterback that everybody thought he was going to be. We could go up and down other rosters and other quarterbacks that were drafted over the years that everybody was standing on. Tim Couch, Mm -hmm. he goes to Cleveland, an organization that couldn't win if your life depended on it. And as Lee Bottom mentioned when we interviewed him, even when they did win in 2007, they still traded away pieces. Tim Couch, who really got wrecked because he went to the club. I guarantee you if Tim Couch went to any other team, a better organization, Tim Couch would have been the star that everybody thought he was going to be. David Carr. David Carr, another one who got wrecked. He goes to the Texans, really never developed into the player that everybody thought he was going to be because he was getting sacked. They never built an offensive line around him. And then after after that, he goes to the Giants and becomes an all-around backup quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky, he goes to the Bears. Now, he was a top-end quarterback, top three quarterback, was traded traded down for. And he never accomplished what they thought he was going to be because he goes to the Chicago Bears, who had Nagy, and was a complete bust. Stuck says Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> Jamarcus Russell robbed the Raiders. Well, I think if Jamarcus Russell went to the Patriots, Jamarcus Russell would have been the player that he probably was going to be. Is why he failed. Ryan Leaf's another one. Yeah. You know, so... I'm just saying this. When you when you go to an organization, and, and I can name a bunch of quarterbacks that went to the Jets that could have been great too, but because the Jets were such a sloppy organization, they never turned out to be anything. Chad Pennington being one of them, okay? And, and I think Chad could have been one of the greatest quarterbacks. He was one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. I, I know he had shoulder problems, but if if you look at the Jets after Bill Parcells left, they didn't put him in a good position to pass or if, uh, actually – they put him in position to fail. But you look at this coaching carousel and you wonder, where is the NFL going? Are they going to offensive and defensive coordinators? Are they looking for guys that don't have experience as head coaches? Because if I was a GM of a team or I was an owner of a team, I want to bring in a guy that has experience, that actually has won in this league. Not a guy that's never done it before. Now, again... We don't know what Brian Dable's going to be because he's never got the chance to do it. We also don't know what Conley has done. We know him as a quarterback for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Horrible quarterback. <laughs> yeah. But we don't know what he's capable of, capable of being. But you look at this coaching carousel, there was really only one that really stood out out of all these coaches that has experience, has won, and has been consistent as a head coach in this league. And that's Brian Flores. And Brian Flores could have really affected him himself from ever getting a job in the NFL again. He's going to get the Texans job. I, I don't think he's getting any job. Mm-hmm. 
You would think you would you would think with the way the Texans have been going that he would be the obvious candidate for that. That being said, that ownership is one of the ownership groups that have always been a mess with players and coaches. So, well, you never let's know. put it this way: Brian Flores being hired is the only shot they have of Deshaun Watson ever strapping up a helmet. For that's him true too, but I, even that's going to be a long shot because Deshaun Watson's biggest problem is with that ownership. So there's no way in hell any organization right now with this going on is going to hire Brian Flores. The Texans are dominant. Well. Ignorant enough to do it. They're not. Because what they do, and I I believe this. First of all, the season's almost over, and then ownership actually sits together with the commissioner, and they talk about next year and figure out how we're going to move forward with the rules. Maybe there's some rule changes, stuff that could be fixed up in the NFL for next season. And if if the Texans do not hire anybody by the end of the season, it's even going to be less of a chance for Brian Flores getting that job. Because when these owners sit together and they talk amongst one another, they're going to be talking about this story. This is this story is not going to go away. No, it's not. It's not going away, and it's not going to go away for a very long time. Because if there's any proof with Hugh Jackson, as he can, he claims to prove that the Cleveland Browns gave him money to lose, which makes the NFL fixed. Hmm which absolutely affects betting. It, it affects everything. TV it affects deals. everything. TV yep. deals, CBA deals, everything. It ruins everything. That means Roger Goodell, if there's proof that Roger Goodell knew this, Roger Goodell gets fired. I mean, well, there, could be, there could be so many things that could change by the end of this season after the Super Bowl. But right now, this coaching carousel, there are three teams right now that don't have coaches. Three. Miami, the Jaguars, and the Texans. Three teams that right now are sitting. Vikings usually, announced their guy? I'm, the Vikings, Vikings announced yes. Kevin O'Connell. Kevin yes, O'Connell. Who came from the Rams. He was their offensive coordinator. You're looking at three coaching jobs that are still available. Now, Eric Bieniemy, you would think, would get one of these jobs. You, you would think. That being that Eric Bieniemy is the no. best coach available the Saints, right the Saints now. Saints' job is probably the most pristine right now. Why yeah. they don't have a quarterback? Right, right. Why would he want to go there? I, I, the old Trevor line Lawrence. Is there. I think Eric Bieniemy. The best chance of him succeeding is going where there's a young, good quarterback. And I think Tra- Trevor Lawrence being there and sitting there uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because let's be the Texans. The Texans are never going to have Deshaun Watson come back. He's not coming back. And I like David Mills, but he's not. I don't think he's going to be a superstar in this league. Okay, so I he I don't know if he's going to want to go there, especially how bad the Texans are when it comes to rebuilding their organization and their team. Okay, they're horrible. Then you look at Miami. Miami would be a nice spot to go to. Do you think he's going to want to play with a? He's going to want to go to a racist owner now. I mean, after Brian Flores just got fired, not a chance in hell. The only team that really stands out to me, and, and the Saints don't have a coach, so there's four teams. I think the Saints, honestly, they're going to bring in a, a, a defensive coordinator or or they're going to bring in the coach. Who's the f- defensive coordinator right now for them? Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen. I think Dennis Allen will probably get the job. He's like 70 years old, isn't he? No. No, he's young. No, he's he young. young. Dennis Allen, who used to coach the Oakland Raiders, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like 33 or something when he coached the Raiders. Yeah. So he's probably 40, 45 now, 44. I would say Dennis Allen, he could get the job. He, he's been very, very good over there ever since he's taken over that defensive coordinator job. I think this could be his second opportunity to really 
be a head coach in this league. I think he's. I think he could still be a very good head coach in this league. But I don't see Eric Bieniemy going there. I, I, I the the place that now because Eric Bieniemy. Remember, Eric Bieniemy was the lead guy to get that Jacksonville Jaguars last year over Urban Meyer, and then they decided to give it to Urban Meyer, and Urban Meyer gets fired before the season ended. So wouldn't you hold that against them? Hold what against them? You didn't hire me a year ago. So now that you fired your other doofus, now you're going to. He wants back to, to coach. Me. He wants to coach. I get it. He, 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 and so to me, I'm going to ignore a same. How many coaching jobs become available every year? With four, a, with four or five th- exactly, and 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 how many coaching jobs have a, a franchise quarterback as good as Trevor Lawrence? You don't know if Trevor Lawrence is. A I I'll tell you, there's a, we all know what Trevor Lawrence is. He's going to be a great quarterback. You he can assume nobody, that you don't know. that. He didn't have an offensive line this year, and he didn't have a. My point. Okay. He You're didn't not have building an offensive line in one year. The Saints' offensive line is there already. And who's their quarterback? That's, that's an easier solution to solve than no offensive line. Really, it's an easier no playmaker. Speedy, you think no it's defensive back? Speedy, you think this is easier? You know, easier to solve not having a quarterback. A whole offensive line is a lot, but the Saints do. The, the problem with the Saints is they don't have a lot of money to spend with that anyway. They're already seventy-four million behind the cap. Now, the thing I think the Saints have an advantage of is the other three ownership groups. We've heard bad things with the Texans. We've heard bad things with the Jaguars. And now we're hearing god-awful things with Miami. The Saints don't really have that kind of stench with them, too. So maybe somebody like Flores says, all right, there's nothing wrong with this head coaching process. Maybe I'll take on the challenge of managing the salary cap and managing the players. But, yeah, having a franchise quarterback is still going to be something that they're going to have to find with not a lot of money. I think it makes a lot of sense to go over there to the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is the future of that organization. You can rebuild that offensive line this year in the draft. You have the number one pick. You're going to have a a number two pick. I think you have two number two picks. You can rebuild that offensive line in this year's, and and you have a lot of money to spend in the offseason, which there are quite a few good offensive linemen that are going to be available. So you can rebuild that offensive line in one offseason. Sure, and here's the biggest problem that you just discussed. Mm-hmm. When's the last time Trent Bulky did the right thing? <laughs> yeah, but you bring in Eric Bieniemy, and he's going to ask Eric Bieniemy what he wants, what he Will needs he? to succeed. Absolutely. Willie. Absolutely. That's why everybody wants him out except ownership for some reason. Well, and again, if you're going to if you're going to sell this to Eric Bieniemy, you're going to sell this job to Eric Bieniemy. Does anyone and have he a problem with it? the Saints? I'm sorry? Has anyone had a bad word to say about the Saints? I don't think he's getting the Saints job. I, I've never, so far of what I've heard, I have not heard Eric Bieniemy's name in the Saints uh, opening job. I haven't I, heard his name. It popped up on my news feed about, I don't know, maybe 90 minutes ago. So you're saying Eric Bieniemy? Okay, let's, Speedy, look that up. Eric Bieniemy, where's, where's, where's the best chance to come? Because I haven't heard anything about this. I was hearing the Saints with Flores. That's as what a I Possibility heard. along with the Texans, but I didn't hear anything with Bieniemy. Y'all know, here we go. Yep. Uh, Saints rumors. Chiefs Eric Bieniemy eyed for head coaching interview as of two hours ago. Both CBS Sports and Bleacher Report. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, interview. That doesn't mean he's getting the job. No, no, no. I, no nobody's guaranteeing that. I don't, I don't think anyone's guaranteeing any jobs at this point, the way the, this whole uh, lawsuit is going with that kind no, of I thing. Said, I just said if he had the choice between the New Orleans Saints and Jacksonville. I'm taking Jacksonville. Well, you're insane. No, I'm not. But you have a better – first of all, if you're Eric Bieniemy – if you go to Jacksonville, you're not going to be pushed out as fast. They're going to, he's going to, they, he's going to ask for a five year deal. You make faces, but you, just like Joe Douglas, Joe Douglas before he took that Jets job, he wanted a six year contract. 
There was no way he was going to take over a team that was already built and he was going to have to take completely down. If Eric Bieniemy gets that job with the Jacksonville Jaguar, he's going to ask for a four- to five-year deal extension to it and, and just There's to protect him. There's a difference between Eric Bieniemy and Joe Douglas. Really? How, how do you Joe Douglas has built a winning organization. Joe Douglas has the foundation and Eric Bieniemy has been team. an offensive coordinator for a, a, a winning offensive team. Oh, yeah, Josh McDaniels. That that really works. Josh McDa- Josh McDaniels <laughs> is not Eric Bieniemy, and Eric Bieniemy has Josh not McDaniels failed yet. Josh McDaniels is a coordinator he, for how many he, Super Bowl and he teams? Ne- and he never failed. Uh, Josh McDaniels has failed. I Eric Bieniemy never did. I understand. He's so, never so given, given you, the chance. How many offensive coordinators so have Joe seen Douglas one that says, have been successful? If Joe Douglas says, I need six years, he knows he needs six years. Eric Bieniemy saying, I need five years. How do you know you need five years? Uh, because he looks at the team and he knows he needs to rebuild. Right. I get that. Guess how long he would need in New Orleans before he could really get this team up and run? Two. Really? Two. Yeah. They're over the salary cap. I get it. They're lost. I understand. How They're are like they, they going to do over the salary cap. $80 million. Cap. It's going to take years to bring that down. Years. Right. They're going to have to. is going to go. That's how many. You're going to lose a lot millions. of players in free agency. It's going to take a while to get, get the team back. It's going to take three or four years. Right now, so, Jacksonville, with the money that they have and the draft stock that they have, in about two years, you could be a playoff contender. Look at the division could, they're in. Could you know, be. They're in the worst they're division the worst, in football. They are probably the top three most horribly ran NFL team to date. Tyler, what division are they in? The AFC South. It's a joke. Okay. I understand that. Okay. The Colts are going to be better. The Titans, as long as they don't completely blow this team up, will be competitive. Yeah, if they get Aaron Rodgers. But even without Aaron Rodgers, that team's not a chance to know. This team is not going to win without a quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is not the answer. Ryan Tannehill <laughs> awful just won two division titles, oh, if I'm oh not my, mistaken. Oh, my God. He sucks, uh, but he won two division titles. Yeah, anybody can win two, two division titles with a great uh, defensive mind like Vrabel. And, by the way, Derrick Henry running all over everybody. I understand. So why do you need Aaron Rodgers? Because Aaron Rodgers will take you over the hump will take you to the and next level. And that's another reason why you should not take the Jacksonville job, right? What are you talking about? If I know Aaron Rodgers is coming to that division, Vrabel's got a team in lock, mm-hmm. and the Colts are pretty much a young, well-established team with just as much money to spend as They don't have a quarterback. I understand that. But neither do the Titans. And you just said the Titans are going to get freaking Aaron Rodgers. I, they, there's a chance. There's a, there's by a rumor. default, is now the best quarterback they, in football. There, there is a rumor that he just bought a house in Tennessee. Yes. That doesn't mean that he's going that. to go but to the Tennessee Titans. But if he does Titans. go there, okay. and that rumor grows legs, okay. why would I take a job when I have to face him because twice Trevor a year Lawrence is with the a second, team that's not Because Trevor Lawrence is the second-best quarterback in that division. Now, when you go to the NFC and South. And could be, eventually, the best quarterback in that division. Possibly. Maybe so. When you go to the NFC South, Matt Ryan's on his hind legs. Brady just retired. And the Panthers don't have a quarterback either. Okay, spit it out. Go ahead. So there's four teams there, there and none of them have a quarterback. We're sitting there with I was quiet. waiting for you to say something. All because you do is talk. Because, there's, because everything that you're saying is retarded. It's stupid. How? There's it's no dumb. quarterback in the NFC South worth mentioning. Zero. Eric Not a one. Eric fits perfect. And listen, he's going to go to the Saints. He's going to fail with the Saints. He's going to fail with the Saints. Because but you the had, Saints haven't failed in the past 20 years. Really? They failed this year. How? What do you mean? They were a game the away from the playoffs. Did they make the playoffs? With no quarterback, they were a game away from the playoffs. Okay, they, with no quarterback. So what makes you think with Eric Bieniemy they're going to make the playoffs without Peyton there? Peyton is a better offensive mind than Bieniemy. So what makes him different? Because he's, uh, what makes him different? Now now Eric Bieniemy is a slouch. I, oh, I he's, not, he's not Peyton. 
He's you think he's Sean Payton? Payton? He's absolutely not. All right. But you don't know what he is. Sean Payton was one game away from making the playoffs. If I'm, without then, a if I'm Jacksonville, why do I want him then? Why would I want him? If he's not a good because, offensive line, because why, he's why, built, why do I want him? Because he's built Patrick Mahomes, one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, and he could do the same for Trevor Lawrence. He could do the same for any quarterback that's got the still set. Taysom Hill? No. Taysom Hill. The Saints don't have that guy right now. Maybe it's Jameis Winston. Who the hell knows? Jameis Winston. He was he was pretty good for the first two and a half. Jameis Winston. The same he was James, all right. He James was okay. Winston stinks. Okay, that's not true. He stinks. That's not true. He has he has Go all ahead, the arm Speedy. talent in the world. What are you gonna say? I was, no, I was just gonna read the comments. Uh, ben says hashtag ban the beef. Uh, Carl says I love the Flores includes Elway of being hungover. Uh, Snuck says breaking news: Jimmy G, the new head coach of the Jaguars, Mike Mayock, the new 49ers quarterback. Uh, the beef says Tiki Barber came out and defended the Giants. Who knows for what? Snug says, I don't care what the people are thinking. I'm not drunk. I'm just drinking. Snug <laughs> says, Tiki Barber's the new head coach of the Dolphins. <laughs> Carl says, Nagy would take that job. Ha ha. Snug says, Jamarcus Russell. Flores to the Calgary Stampeders, Carl says. Uh, Snug says, Brian Flores may be the new head coach of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, Carl says, no way. Errol Russell was trash. No one had to give anybody money that the Sirs the Browns lost. The Browns were the Browns, and they would just be throwing away money. Snug says, Jimmy G to the Texans. Uh, Carl says, Tyler, do you like the new team name Commanders or not? Yeah, I think it's all right. Snug says, Taysom Hill's the man. Rex Ryan to the Saints. Uh, ben says, be enemy, be enemy will. And then, uh, be enemy will, I guess, referring to the Saints. Yeah. If, if be enemy goes to the Saints, he will fail. He will fail. That team needs to rebuild. And they have, they're way over the salary cap. They're, they're going to have to, it's going to take two or three years to get under the cap. That's how, how bad they are in cap hell. They're just like the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to have to get rid of pieces this offseason. What happened? Yeah. They're actually worse off I, than I know. the Cowboys. But and the Cowboys have been cap, in cap hell for years. And yeah. they could, and, and to me, with Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper's gone. Lawrence is gone. They're looking to trade. I, I've been hearing a lot of rumors that Amari Cooper could be going to the Jets. That's the, that's the latest rumor. And I, I don't mind that. He's a, he's a scheme fit. That's what he is. He's a great route runner. Right. And he fits he fits the route running. I don't like Amari Cooper. I don't think he's a number one. And I, I'm not, not worth that money. Your first yeah, round not worth pick. that money. No, he's not going to get a first round pick. Yeah. Not with that, they, they're not not with a, that contract. They're not they're getting, getting a, one first or two twos. Watch. You want to bet on that? Mm. You want to bet on that? I'll, I'll make a bet on that. I, they might get one two. I don't know about two twos. They're not getting a two for Amari Cooper. They're going to have to take on that contract. The Cowboys gave him up for a one. And he's had his best three years in a row with the Cowboys. He can't stay healthy for the last two years. He's 30 years old now. All right. And you're, gonna, you're going to give him. I get you don't want the Jets to get fleeced, but you got to give the They're Cowboys They're not going to get fleeced. I'm, I'm telling you, Joe Douglas won't give him more than a third. Okay? That's what they're going to give him. They're going to give him a third. That's all they're going to get. I hope the Cowboys aren't that stupid. Well, I'll tell you this right <laughs> now. the Cowboys. The Cowboys. <laughs> it's not about being stupid. Nobody's going to take on that contract. And they need to get rid of that contract. But they also need to get rid of Lawrence's contract. If they keep Amari Cooper on that team, they're even going to be in more deep cap hell, and they want to bring back a- a Gallup. And I don't even know if they're going to be able to do that if, they, if they're stuck with guys like Lawrence and guys like um, Amari Cooper. And they know they can't mm-hmm. trade away Zeke Elliott no. with the contract that it is. So, again, going back to Eric Bieniemy. If I look at these two jobs, the Saints and the Jaguars, being that the Jaguars position opens up, I would take the Jaguars job because I think it makes a lot of sense where you're taking over a team that has a quarterback in place. He is your, going to be your quarterback for the next 10 years. 
you can help build this kid up like you did with Patrick Mahomes, and then slowly but surely add those offensive line pieces. You're going to have a good running back. They drafted one last year who tore his ACL. Wow. He's going to be a good running back. I I absolutely believe it. They have three really good young wide receivers. That couldn't stay healthy. Chenault, I, I, Chenault will absolutely fit in the Bienna, he, Bienna He's office. not even their best receiver, but I'm, points to I'm just, I'm just saying. Shark, he's still, sh- good, still he, a scheme he, fit that he, could develop. No, no, I'm, I'm saying he's not their best receiver. He's, a, he's a fit for Bienemy's offense. Sure. Shark's going to explode. All the people that don't know who DJ Shark is, they'll know his name if he goes there, yeah. And their defense could absolutely be rebuilt in free agency this year. They have a lot of money. They have the second or third most money right now this offseason. They can bring in three, four, five players and rebuild that defensive line. They have Josh Allen, who's sensational, that can get to the quarterback at will. Mm-hmm. They, they need a couple of pieces. They could be a contender in their division this year, this so coming year. So when they year. trade Miles Jack, mm-hmm. who is their best if, player. If Biennemi goes there, Miles Jack's going nowhere. I don't, I don't think that. I, I, I think Miles Jack sense. will flourish under Biennemi. I don't know. You look at how many players have left that team already and how great that defense was. Mm. I don't think, no. And why would you take a job with an unknown rookie running back, an unknown quarterback, when you have Alvin Kamara and, well, we don't know, Michael Thomas is just gone too. But if, if, if Miles Jack wants to stay in Jacksonville for Eric Ben-Enemy, Michael Thomas might stay too. Carl says Seahawks and Packers should trade quarterbacks. Ha. Stuck says this is a perfect situation for the Jets to do Jets things, giving the Cowboys two number one picks. Three-way trade, Green Bay, Seattle, San Francisco for quarterbacks. And just to get to Trevor Lawrence this year, who had nobody and was not had no no offensive line, anything, almost had four thousand yards this year. He was he had twelve touchdowns, seventeen interceptions. And you know, this kid's going to be a star in this league. Mm. He, he had nobody, no offensive line that could protect him. I, I, I would say his right tackle's pretty good, and he's got one good guard. The rest of that line needs to be rebuilt. They could do that in this year's draft. They're, they're probably going to draft Neal at number one. He's probably going one. All right? He, that's their left tackle. They have two second-round picks, I'm pretty sure. Go, go bring up their picks. I think they have two second-round picks. I think you're right. I, I think they can they can fill in the the young offensive line that they want to build, and then they have the protection that Trevor Lawrence needs. But you realize the Saints line's already ready. Like that Saint line's already ready to roll. Two of the top five tackles in football. Mm-hmm. They don't have uh, two seconds, they have two thirds. Mm-hmm. They got number one, the obviously the first pick of the second round. They got two thirds. I think that was from the Ramsey trade. Uh and three-sixths, and then everything else is just one. The fact is, is they can rebuild that offensive line in this year's draft. And, and, and if they do that, uh, they're, they're going to be good. And, and, and why would you go to the Saints when you don't have a quarterback? There's no guarantees. You can draft a quarterback. Re- who? Who in this year's draft? I, I don't know. Who I stands no out in this year's draft that really Guess is- whose job that is. Eric Benanimi's job. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's the GM's job. But when the GM is going to sit him down, and say, listen, listen, and honestly, I hope I hope Eric you're going to think this is. Nuts. I hope Eric Bieniemy goes to the Saints because I want to see him crash. I, he's going to crash there. It's but not going to work. But that's crazy. It's and not going to talk about defensive talent. The Saints have more defensive talent than the Jaguars do. Yeah, right now, right. But the, again, the Saints are in cap hell. I and, get that. And right now, if I you look, what you're saying. if you look at where uh, the Jaguars are, they've got stock in draft, and they've got stock in money. 
You can rebuild. With Look the at the Bengals. Of a get us out of here attitude that everyone on the team has. Because of the coaching. Urban Meyer was there. No. It has nothing to do with I, I Urban do. Meyer is a problem, and they got rid of him. Why do you? But do, this has been why, a problem. Why do you think that everybody wants out of there? Because they, they wanna, don't have a winning culture there, and the guys don't care about winning down there. Um, they don't That's care why about Ramsey winning left, because they had Urban then Meyer. Then Gawkaway left. Calais Campbell wanted out, and Calais Campbell is probably coaching, one of the most man. stand-up guys. It's all about coaching. Well, Urban because Meyer at one wasn't point, because a couple of years ago, it was they Tom were, Coughlin. Why they a couple all of out. years ago, they were right there in the AFC title game. Right. So they, don't Blake tell me Bortles that, went toe to toe with Tom Brady. I remember that game. It wasn't Blake Bortles on why they were there? It was their defense. They had the number it, one defense he, he in all of football. Thirty something points on the Patriots. That, that's that's not great, but it wasn't because of Blake Bortles right, on why they won. It that's was because fine. of that defense. I get it. We all know that. But what I'm telling you now is that whole defense has basically left outside of Miles Jack, and now he wants to leave. Urban Meyer wasn't there for that. They don't want to be there. There's a reason why. Eric Benemy is not going to clean that up overnight. There's a reason why no marquee free agent ever right. goes to Jacksonville. All right, I hope he goes to the Saints because he'll fail. I'm telling you right now, there's no way. If I was Eric Benemy, I'm not going to a team that has no money to spend, no money to spend, and by the way, they're drafting in the middle of the pack, which doesn't really help you when it when it comes to the draft. And 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 here's an, here's another thing that they don't have: they don't have a quarterback. You have Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, who, by the way, Jameis Winston's a free agent. They just gave Taysom Hill a huge contract, so no they're going to have to keep Taysom Hill there. So I guess Taysom Hill is going to be a starting quarterback. And let's be he honest, he could actually probably fix Jameis Winston. Mm. Jameis Winston is assuming Jameis Winston's there, though, because he well, is a free agent. Where else agent. is he going to go? He had a really he bad injury. No one's going to give him top dollar. He got dollars. hurt. He was gonna... playing well until he got hurt. Yeah, I know that. That's what I'm saying to you. If Eric Benetton gets there, he can say, hey, Jameis, you're They James, don't have the money talented. to sign him. How do you know that? They, I, I'm seeing it right here. They're no, I know. Million, I know. They have like they have no money to sign him. So Armstead's a free agent and Jameis Winston, and then they have just a lot of other big, big contracts. Andres Pete's making 15.4. David Onyemata, 13.1. No, he's not. Yeah, but I get these are guys that really don't deserve that kind of money. Bradley Roby's making 10, who I like to— Even if they point, drop him, right? it's going to hurt the cap Right, exactly. So they're going to have to at least drop some and then t- t- take on dead cap along the way for previous years in order just to now, get something. correct me if I'm wrong. If he takes that he job, he's an idiot. franchised, right? Jameis Winston? Yeah, I guess so, but okay. you're going to pay. Why would you franchise? Why money? would you franchise a guy? And, and that doesn't make any so sense. You're he's pay a, him eighteen million dollars. Taysom Hill's on the contract. The thing is, because what if Taysom Hill's not the guy? They be, clearly didn't think so. Jameis earned the job. They're going to be rebuilding. They're going to be rebuilding this year. I get it. But they Eric, bring Eric Bieniemy in. Th- this whole notion that James Winston has no talent has got to stop. I don't know what people are doing. The same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jameis Winston. Has all the arm talent an NFL quarterback can have. The problem with James Winston is he makes stupid decisions. If that can get solved, which it is a lot better after sitting behind Breeze and Peyton than what it was in Tampa Bay, who knows? Maybe Eric Panetta says, hey, listen, I understand why you do this. I understand why you do this, but do this and this instead. Who knows? It doesn't make sense. If I was, if I was Eric Bieniemy right now, I'm going to go to a young team that has a young quarterback that's stationed to be great. That's where I would go. If, I am a co- if I'm an offensive guru and I help build Patrick Mahomes for what Patrick Mahomes is, and I got a chance to coach Trevor Lawrence for the next five years, 
I'm going to Jacksonville. That makes a lot of sense. And by the way, Byron Leftwich is going to be Byron Leftwich is going to he's going to really regret not taking that job. I, I really do believe that because whoever takes that job next is going to get themselves a, a sensational quarterback. And I do all you have to do with the draft stock just build around that offensive line. There's quite a good a, amount of good offensive linemen that are going to be available uh, this offseason. And there's a bunch of great defensive players. So you can rebuild right now this offseason with the money and the draft stock that they have. You can, you can be a contender next year. I'm not telling you you're going to win a Super Bowl. But the Saints aren't. They don't have a quarterback. They don't stand a chance. And that division, yeah, Carolina and, and now Tampa, all three teams don't have a quarterback. Here's the thing. Tampa right now is in cap hell, but here's and I'll, I'll tell you this: Tampa still has enough money that if they drop, uh, what's his name again, the the defensive lineman that they, that's going to be available. Um, no, no, no. Dominican Sue. Dominican Sue is a free agent. If they drop Dominican Sue this offseason, they can afford any. Uh, they could afford a, a quarterback that'll be available in free agency. They could do that. And they're going to drop other players because there are other players that are going to be free agents that Gronkowski's not coming back this year no. if Tom Brady's. A, so that's another three, four million dollars that you can spend on a quarterback. We said Godwin and Carlton Davis too. Godwin's gone. Godwin's gone. So they're not they're not they're not gonna I be, be so sure about that. What? Godwin's gone. They might franchise him. there's no way they're franchising him. There's no way. They franchised him last year. No, they franchised Shaq Barrett last year. Wasn't he a free agent last year? No, he he got an extension. He got an extension on his rookie contract. They franchised Shaq Barrett, and now they can franchise Godwin. Now, as a result, they just gave they gave Barrett a big contract. Bar- Barrett got after he got franchised. Yeah. Oh, later on. Yeah. So I don't. I think they passed the deadline by then. I think Godwin's was just an extension of the deal, so they can franchise him again. I'm pretty sure they franchised him. I'm pretty sure Godwin was the one that was franchised, not Barrett. Barry got the contract. Even so, the the franchise tag for a wide receiver is going to be a lot. Are they going to be? Are they going to want to do that? They're not the going to give question. Godwin an eight, seventeen, eighteen million dollar franchise tag. There's no way they're going to do that. They also don't want to let him walk for nothing. They're going to have to. And and I'll tell you this right now, Byron Leftwich now is positioned to not get a job this offseason. Now he's going to be sitting back because let's say, let's say the Saints. Get Eric Bieniemy. Okay, he, he decides to go to the Saints, which I think is ridiculous and it's very stupid. For he he will fail there. I'm telling you right now. I I don't, I don't like where the Saints are stationed. Why do you think Sean Payton left? Because Sean Payton knew they were in they were in hell when it came to salary. Their their draft stock or where they are and where their position is not in a good position. And, and, and right now he's saying, you know what? This is the best chance for me to get the hell out of here. And if I want to come back. about two different ends of the spectrum. He just signed a contract last year. No, I get it. But Sean Payton, he left. is older than Eric ben Eric ben is looking at this Dude, as, all right, Sean I can start Payton here. Left Sean Payton's built his legs already. Payton, he's going into the Hall of Fame. Sean Payton wants to coach still. He, he's a coaching. That's fine. Go watch the movie. He's going to get any job he wants next year. Yeah, he's going to want the Cowboys. That's oh. why he left. Good That's luck why he Jerry left. Jones. You want to talk about That's failing? That's fine. Hey, Jerry Jones will let him do what he needs to do to make that team. Jerry go. Jones doesn't let anyone do what they want. Well, to Well, Sean Payton and him Except are very Justin good Garrett. friends. <laughs> Sean Payton's a good friend of his. They've, they've been good friends for forever. Well, him and Mike McCarthy are very chummy, chummy. But what does that mean? No, no. Well, no. Well, he, Sean Payton, Jerry Jones didn't have an ego. 
Sean Payton and, and, and Jerry Jones are very good friends. Well, very, very close. Yes. And I'm telling you right now, he left the Saints for one reason. He knew that this team wasn't good enough to win anymore. They were going to have to rebuild. And right. now when you look at it, they're going to have to cut everything down. It's going to take two or three years to rebuild that team. It makes a lot of sense on why Eric Bieniemy shouldn't take that job. They draft well. They generally, okay, generally, they well. they, the Saints don't draft well. Did they draft well last year? Did they draft well last year? I mean, I don't, no, they didn't. I don't think, I don't no, think they, they didn't. Did no, they didn't. They didn't draft start. well last year. They couldn't bring in any free agents, and now they're, they're, they're probably they're probably they're probably going to lose Michael Thomas in free agent. Listen, I'm going to let you speak, and then I'm going to speak because I'm sick of you cutting me off. Go ahead, say what you want, because you're like this all the time. Michael Thomas has just got a huge contract two years ago. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, keep spinning. Keep spinning, and now I'm going to talk because you you like to cut me off. Alvin Kamara is going to be a saint for God knows how long. He's a top five offensive weapon in football. You've got Ryan Ramsick already locked Mm -hmm. up. You've got Eric McCoy for the next three years on the cheap. Cesar Ruiz is going to have to play better. Andrews, Pete, whatever. You just need a quarterback. That's it. They're okay, a quarterback you're away. done. You're done. Don't cut me off anymore. This team doesn't have a quarterback. They have no money. Don't you get this in your head? They don't have money. They don't have a penny to piss on. Do you not get it? You would need money to bring in a quarterback. And now you keep saying, no, they'll just sign Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is going to be a free agent. They're not going to franchise him because if you franchise him, you're going to have to pay him $20 million. So why are you going to franchise a guy that you're paying him $20 million when he's probably going to start while the other guy, your backup, is making 17 a year? It doesn't make sense. It's stupid. It's a stupid play by the Saints. And then you look at where they are and you keep naming these players. Michael Thomas doesn't want to be there. He I doesn't said that last year. He doesn't want to be there. Yeah, you said it last year. So he doesn't want to be there. So now they're going to have to move him. They're not going to get anywhere what he is worth because he hasn't played for two years. So you don't know what he is or what he could be. So you might lose a player that could be still a superstar. You're going to get like a fourth or third round pick because someone's going to have to take that contract. Okay, so you're getting nothing for him. You're going to have to cut down the beef of this team. It doesn't matter how good their defense is or how good their offense. They're going to have to cut down some of those players because they're going to have to get into salary room so they can start rebuilding this team. This is a rebuilding team. That's why Sean Payton wanted out. Do you not get that? Why did Sean Payton in the offseason last year sign a new contract, a new four, three-year contract, and then all of a sudden after this year, uh I'm going to walk away. I, I, I don't want to be here. Because he really thought that with Jameis Winston or and what's his name again? Um, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. He was, he was going to be able to win with them. He, he already knows that there's no chance in hell he's going to win with those guys. Okay? And with the salary cap the way it is, they're going nowhere. It doesn't matter how good Alvin Kamara is. You know what they're going to do with Alvin Kamara in about a year? They're going to trade him. Because they, can get, because they can get uh, enough back for him where they huge can amount. start rebuilding. Not a huge amount. He's a running Depends back. Depends on the year he has. He's a running yeah, back. He's going he's gonna to get he's a running second back. round pick. A second round pick. Picks. You're going to get a second round pick. You're not getting a third. Just like, just like the Giants. Every Giant fans, oh, we could probably get a second round pick for Saquon. You're not getting more than a third for Saquon. Maybe they, a fourth. They're not going to trade Saquon. Uh, that's not what I'm hearing. Well, Giants are telling that's me not that what they I'm don't hearing. know what their plan is. Mm. So... That's not I what I'm hearing. That. Uh, that's not what I'm hearing. Why would you bring back a guy that has not really been successful since he's come here? He hasn't been. That's 
He, garbage. you're gonna, you're gonna. That's garbage. That's what are you gonna garbage. talk about? His first year and a half. It's in the, the only NFL? year you can go by. It's the only year you can go by. Tyler, are we gonna get into this with Saquon Barkley? Because Saquon Barkley has been a bust since he's come into the league. Yeah, he's been a bust. A bust. You drafted him at number two, two overall. Number two, a running back. You are supposed to be a Pro Bowl player every single year. And the one year that the Giants gave him a shot to be the best he can be. He only led the league in scrimmage yards. As a and you're going to keep talking about it and compare. It's, go ahead. Compare him to Barry Sanders again, I'm which not, is a joke. I'm not you saying did. he is Barry Sanders. You did. But if the you eye did. test tells me that he you made cuts just like Barry Sanders. You and that dope. What's like his Barry name again? Eddie. Eddie, another dope. You two dope. You giant fans. Eddie yeah, you spaghetti. do. Eddie Spaghetti. Two giant fans that are dopes. And then they, when I brought up Curtis Martin, oh, I would say Saquon's more, more closer than uh, – to Barry Sanders and uh, Curtis Martin. I, I, I thought you're both on drugs. You don't know what the hell you're both of you. They don't know what the hell you're talking about. But uh, you sit here. It always goes back to the tip. Yes. No, it goes back to what I said. And, and, and to me, Saquon Barkley has been a bust. And if the Giants were smart, they trade him in the offseason and get whatever they can get for him because they need to rebuild too. They're not winning. We even, understand the Even Giants with Brian Dable. This is what you don't understand. A young team is supposed to rebuild with a young coach, so that way the coach can mold the team the way he wants. What, That's what? a perfect fit. Oh. So you're, you're going to tell me Eric Bieniemy going to the Trevor Trevor Lawrence Jacksonville Jaguars isn't a better oh, fit? You and Trevor Lawrence. Listen, I don't mean to be rude, but you also thought Sam Darnold was going to be pretty freaking good. Yeah, everybody he sucks. did. Yeah, he sucks because he went to the Jets and the, no, he had I Gates. said I he said a West Gates. Coast kid on the out east doesn't work. No. Oh, oh, so he, you said because you say well, everything's no. right. Well, yeah. no, but yeah. I said a warm coast USC. Mm. We've seen this party before. It doesn't work. Mm. He was Mark Sanchez 2.0. Mm. Mark Sanchez went to two I know. NFC title I was about games. to say Mark Sanchez was actually better, which is, you say that. Mark Sanchez also ugh. had a better team around him. Mark yeah, Sanchez also true. had a great running true. game. Yeah. Mark Sanchez yeah. had a great defense. dumpster fire. We all understand that. Yeah, so are the Giants. The Giants, I understand the that Giants too. have been a bigger but dumpster, dumpster fire than the Jets. I don't get my Jets feelings when you call the truth. I, I'm telling you the truth. No, because you're going to say that the Jets are a dumpster fire. Well, that's fine. That's fine. The Giants are a dumpster fire. Carl That's says. Fine. Carl says if Tyler's eye test puts Elliot in the same class as Barry Sanders. Yeah, no, I never said Elliot. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> no, that, no, that I was the beef, Carl. That was the beef like four years. ago. What is it that the, the beef you bring up Barry said? None of those guys that you mentioned, Saquon or Z, and neither is Curtis Martin. But you oh, certainly said it. I, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Curtis Seven Martin, years in a row with a thousand no, yards no, rushing. Ten years in a row. The only two running backs in NFL history to have ten thousand yard yard running every single year was Curtis Martin and Barry Sanders. He was the closest thing to Barry Sanders than any of your dopey picks from Saquon Barkley, who's a complete bust, who's going nowhere with the Giants, gonna go nowhere. I don't understand why you're he's so a angry bust. about Saquon Barkley because he's, he's a bust. He's, he's a, an absolute yeah, bust. Yeah, he's a bust. Okay. He is a bust. Right. And, and Zeke Elliott. The team building no offensive line the past six oh, years isn't a problem. Oh, the number two pick. I, I I seem to remember Adrian Peterson was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. And at the time that he went to the Minnesota Vikings, that offensive line was horrible too. And by the no, way. No, his rookie year was good. It was after that. It was horrible. Their offensive line was shit for like six years. Okay? Saquon's rookie year was pretty freaking good. Yeah, good. And, and, and Adrian Peterson's offensive line was garbage for like five, six years. And oh. he, was, he was running 1,200 yards, 
1,300 yards, 1,400 yards, 1,600 yards. Of all time, we're comparing them to now. Oh, you, that's what you, you were comparing Barry Sanders to Saquon Barkley, the greatest of all time. I know. What but are you nuts? You're putting him in pretty good company then already. Um, no, I'm telling you, you're nuts. And you have, you have absolutely, you just hate Barkley because he's sucks. Blue and green. Barkley sucks. He's overrated. Oh, well, that's great because your next pick was Sam Darnold and the Jets missed on that too. L- listen, so great. listen, a lot of people thought Sam Darnold was going to be ach- achieving. And listen, he hasn't been. But you know what? I stepped back and I even said to Sam Darnold, I like Sam Darnold. I think if the Jets put him in, in the right position, he would have passed. Now he went to the Carolina Panthers. And what did they have? They had an o- offensive coordinator that he didn't fit with. That's why they fired him. <laughs> Okay. Now he's the quarterback's coach for the Bills. And now, when you look at the – now you bring in another offensive coordinator who I like, who I think could fix him, but they're going to throw him away, Ben McAdoo. I like Ben McAdoo. I think he's a good offensive coordinator. I don't think he's a good coach. I think he's a good offensive coordinator. What? No, he's not a good coach. He's a good offensive coordinator. He might be. He is. He might be. The two years that he was offensive coordinator for Eli, Eli had his best years offensively. You mean when he sat in for Geno, something like that? No, I'm talking about when no, he was. Not, I know. I'm talking about when he was the offensive coordinator. He, Eli Manning had his best numbers when he was the. Oh, you know who else was there? Another guy the Giants gave up on and traded away for no freaking oh, yeah. reason. Oh, yeah. Who's only playing next Sunday? Hotel Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Oh, wins the Super Bowl for the Giants. Isn't isn't irony great? So you think? Because Odell Beckham is in the Super Bowl, Odell Beckham was the reason why they're in the Super Bowl. Is that what you're saying? No, not at all. I'm just glad Odell is there and the Giants are not. All right, listen, Odell Beckham is Odell Beckham. He proved everyone wrong that doubted him last year. Everyone that proved... Oh, yes, snug Eli he's Apples gone. in the Super Bowl, blah, too. Blah, blah, Thanks blah, blah, for blah. noting. Yes, another guy that you boys hated, too. Um, I didn't hate him. He hated him. The fact is... He went to the Saints and actually played pretty well. And I'm going to go back to this. If I was if I was a coach and I was looking at the Jaguars and I'm looking at the Saints, I'm going to the team that has you can money. Do poll questions? Can't you? What? What happened? You can do poll questions, can't you? On Twitter, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There's your poll question. You could do it. Yeah, absolutely. If if I was if I was a, a, a new coach and I wanted to get to go to a team that is rebuilding and has a chance to win in a couple of years. I'm not going to go to a team that has no cap room, has a bunch of older guys, and that has to figure out who their quarterback is. I'd rather go to a team that has a quarterback in place who's going to be one of the future top-end quarterbacks, and I absolutely believe it. And if you, if you don't see it, Bill Belichick has said it. Everybody has said it when they've seen him play. He's fantastic, Okay. You bring you build the offensive line with the draft that you have. You build the defense. You have a good defensive pass rusher. You got two really good defensive pass rushers, and you got one good secondary player uh, at your secondary, the corner, the, the young corner that they have. I forget the young corner. I, I'll we'll they look at CJ Henderson. No, I'm not talking about CJ Henderson. But Shaq Griffin was the one they got in the in the free agency last year, and then they drafted Tyson Campbell this year. I think it was Tyson Campbell. Yeah. That look good this Second year. round pick, yeah. Who look good this year. Anyways, um, in, in five minutes, we'll be talking to uh, John Schneider from the Dukes of Hazard, and then we'll get back more into this. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys know who uh, John Schneider is. He's a fantastic personality, um, and I'll tell you this right now. He is a great must-listen-to interview, so it, it's going to be really, really funny, and I'm, I, I'm telling you guys you're going to love it. But... Um, I think we're, and we'll we'll get back to the whole football conversation because this could go 
either way. I, and I, Eric Bieniemy probably will take the Saints job, but he's going to be making a big mistake. I'm telling you right now. Because whoever takes that Jaguars job, if he's a good offensive mind, he's going to succeed there. I'm telling you right now. When, when the Jaguars had, uh, who was the glass coach that took him to the AFC title game? Doug Marone. Doug Marone. When he took the job from Buffalo, everybody said he was going to fix Blake Bortles and turn that team into a, a playoff contending team. What did it take him? Two years and they were in the AFC title game. Should have went to the Super Bowl. That was their best chance of winning the Super Bowl. They, they screwed up. Okay? They were in the AFC title game. I think they had the, I think if they went to the Super Bowl, they would have won the Super Bowl with that defense. And Doug Marone, who was an offensive mind, really helped Blake, Blake Bortles for that year. But Blake Bortles, he was, to me, was used good. You put, if you put Doug Marone right now with Trevor Lawrence, forget it. Okay? I think Eric Bieniemy is one of the best offensive minds right now in football. I think he's proven it with Patrick Mahomes in the development of Patrick Mahomes. I think if you put him with, I think, a more talented player than Patrick Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence, that was a must-hit must prospect. Everybody says he was the, the must-hit prospect since Andrew Luck. I think, I think that he will be more successful with a young, talented quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. So... Snuck says, ironic that Jets fans are throwing shade and the Giants fans. When's the last time the Jets have won anything meaningful? That bump fumble has to be the last thing that happened to the NFL. Best thing to happen you know, in the NFL. You know what's so funny about you know what's years. so funny about you, Snug? Anything that I say when it comes to anything with the Jets, you've got something to say. L- listen, Snug. Go back to Sacramento where you live, eat your cupcakes, and shut the hell up. You have no idea what you're talking about. You're a you're a fake wannabe Patriot fan, which by the way, um, where is Tom Brady? Oh, yeah, he's retired. So, and he's, he, hasn't, he hasn't won with your team for two years. So shut up. Your team hasn't won for two years, and you sit there and you talk crap too. You want to so, talk about they're ready to go. The Patriots are ready to go. Uh, okay, they're ready to go. Carl says Gail Sayers. We'll Sayers to comparable to Barry Sanders. We'll see if they're ready to go. Snuck says Barry Sanders never went anywhere with the Lions. Yeah, it's the Lions. And then Veef says OBJ sucks. No. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking to John Schneider. Yes, the Dukes of Hazard superstar here on the Sports Lab House. It, it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loud Mouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, as you know. This is the Sports Live Mouse. I'm your host, Daryl Marks. My co-host, Speedy. I need a music man, Petey. As you know, you can call our show every single day at 631-676-2968. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, well, well. Well, I will say this. We are a sports radio show, but why not have famous actors on our show? And when I heard that we were getting this particular guy on our show, why not? A personality like this, he's been in the movie business and the music business for almost six decades. And we are now talking to actor, country singer, and dirt track racer, John Schneider. What's going on, John? I love the dirt track racer part. You know, <laughs> well, who in the world is, is so out of their mind that they start doing something like that at 60, right? Well, yeah, listen. Right? You know, and it's, uh, it's uh, I love it. I'm loving every minute of dirt track. Uh, and uh, we're going to do a whole lot more of that this year. Mm-hmm. And it's great. 
It's great. I love going into a turn faster than than you want to, and then a little faster than that. Well, right next to somebody. I mean, right next to us. It's like it's like uh, riding the uh, riding the subway in New York with your eyes closed. It's just amazing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where am I going? Where am I going? <laughs> well, I like to make sharp turns when it comes to looking at women. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Right? I got right. well, who, who doesn't? You can't, you can't help it. You can't help it. <laughs> I, I should keep my, my tone down because if my girlfriend hears this, she'd probably shoot me. But <laughs> <laughs> there you, but we will all know why. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, and if that, you that's hear what it'll be, it'll be at your gravesite. Well, you know, Errol, he uh well, yeah, you know. You could sing a country song at my gravesite. <laughs> Okay, happy like Southern Rock. I don't know what what was that. But we'll uh, yeah, Southern Rock survive. No, you wouldn't be a survivor. <laughs> Anyhow, you know I'm uh, I'm delighted to be here. I'm I'm uh, it's wonderful to be on a sports show. I mean, a real honest to God sports show. I think yeah. that's fantastic, and uh, and especially talking about racing, dirt track yeah. racing is terrific. I don't know how NASCAR exists with dirt track because <laughs> dirt track is exciting. Yeah. It's actually big out here in New York and Long Island because we have a bunch of tracks out here, one in Riverhead, and they have races and they have competitions and all that other stuff. Well, the so- first race I ever saw was in uh, was at Danbury, Connecticut, and I think because mm-hmm. I'm from Mount Kisco, New York, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm right there. And That's I, uh, I where I went to up. Meadowlands when they built Meadowlands. I used to go to Watkins Glen, and I think we're coming up to do a couple of dirt track races this summer, which uh, which should be a whole lot of fun. Right now, it would be an ice track race, and I'm not interested in that. <laughs> well then we should stay in touch because i would love to go and check it out i i've sure, never been yeah. dirt track race and and why not do it with the famous and great john schneider ah oh, thank you <laughs> thank you thank you and by the way folks if you're wondering yes my car is orange yes it does have an 01 and get ready the flag is on it and if that bothers you go somewhere else Then it'll just be the star and stripe. <laughs> As you guys know, we are talking to actor, country singer, and dirt track racer, John Schneider. So, John, why don't we go into your career? Because uh, in your career, there's so much that you've been through. And you've been, like I said, you've been practically in the movie business for almost six decades. So you Crazy. are the most famous of the Dukes of Hazard. What was it like being a part of a great show like that that was on TV for such a long time? Well, it was it was wonderful. And now people are, are uh, still 40, what are we, we're 44 years, 43 years since we debuted. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have kids, especially in the dirt track world, which is great. We, we have new children who are four, five, six years old who are introduced to Dukes of Hazard through a DVD set or something from their mother, father, grandfather. And they are as crazy about it as their parents were when it was brand new. So it's uh, it's really pretty terrific. So I've been part of people's family and, and part of people's fond memories of what Friday nights used to be for over 40 years. So it's really it's really fantastic. I love it. So is there a thing that maybe the average viewer wouldn't know, maybe a fun fact or a cool story on the set of the Dukes of Hazard behind the scene? And if so, what was the best one? Uh, well, first of all, I never dated Daisy and Daisy <laughs> never dated me. OK, so the answer to that question is no. 
<laughs> and then we had actually people say, oh, you must have had four or five General Lees. Well, we had over 300 General Lees. And I was 18 years old when we started. And the really cool thing for me, because I've always been a car guy, was that if I wrecked one or if I tore one up in any way, uh, there was always another one like 15 feet away ready for, for Tom and I to jump in and, and, uh, and tear that up too. So can you imagine being an 18-year-old with total carte blanche with regard to destroying this car and they'll just give you another one? That was amazing. And uh, I think the real Dukes of Hazard fans will, will enjoy knowing that the relationship between everybody in the show was exactly what it appeared to be. Mm -hmm. We all got along incredibly well. We were a family. We did depend on one another. We would start our work day at six o'clock in the morning and Sometimes if one of us had stayed out a little bit too late the night before, uh, the other one would have to cover for them in the morning. You know, Tom, will, Tom, will, he knows his dialogue. Don't worry about it. He'll be here in a minute. And then Tom would say, John, you know, John, John's got it. John, just he'll, he'll be here. Let him get his coffee. So we would cover for one another. And also, and I, I think the, the real fans are going to love the fact that, that uh, I was only 18. If it weren't for my relationship with Denver Pyle, who played my uncle Jesse, I never, I don't think I ever would have come out alive. So he was, uh, he was there to help me uh, identify where the landmines were and walk around them. Uh, always there with an ear, always there with some advice. If asked, Denver Pyle was every bit as much John Schneider's uncle Denver as uncle Jesse was Bo's uncle Jesse. So uh, I, I think uh, the real fans of Dukes will love hearing all that. In fact, we just did a movie. We did a movie two years ago called Christmas Cars. In honor of Denver Pyle, my character's name was Uncle Denver. Mm. I hate hearing stories about shows I watched when I was a kid and to find out that the people really didn't get along. That kind of breaks my soul somewhere, but not the case with Dukes of Hazard. We we were and are still a family. You say Uncle Jesse, that reminds me of Full House. John Denver. Not the John Stamos <laughs> Uncle Jesse. No relation. Hell of a drummer, though. Hell of yes. a drummer. Yes, and John Denver. Great hair. Talk about somebody with great hair. He Stamos does. So do you, man. You, you do, too. I mean, seriously. You well, I'm feeling a little bit like the cowardly lion here today. <laughs> this is that we're making a movie called To Die For about a, a veteran who is trying to figure out a way to be able to die for his country because he's uh, he flies his flag from the back of his El Camino. Mm. And uh, that's what all this is for. So uh, I'm in the process of filming that movie right now. Uh, it's very patriotic. I warn you. I warn you folks over there, it's very patriotic. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Mm. <laughs> we are talking to actor, country singer, and dirt track racer, John Schneider. You were speaking of movies, and you have a new movie now called Poker Run. And Oh, it's out. It just came uh, out. Yeah. All right. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the movie? I watched a little bit of clips of it. It's a comedy, and uh, it's something that really fits your personality. It does. It's a uh, it's a Southern horsepower comedy, very much along the lines of Dukes of Hazard, very much along the lines of Smokey and the Bandit, uh, White Lightning, Stroker Ace, the, those great fun Burt Reynolds movies of the seventies and eighties. May rest uh, Gator. So we're five friends who are in a poker game, and we're each given five hundred thousand dollars to play one hand of poker by a by a really wealthy guy. And in the true spirit of Dukes of Hazard, basically the story is he thinks. If he interjects the possibility of winning two and a half million dollars, then he can destroy the friendships. And in, in John Schneider and Alicia Schneider's world, 
friendship and community will always win out, just like in the Dukes of Hazard. So that's basically the gist of the movie. I drive a, a, a Hellcat Challenger with T-tops that doesn't exist. We made it. Actually, it's, it's not a Hellcat, but we put a Hellcat package on it. We jump the lake and we go down the dirt roads. We come into a, a, a dirt track race in progress and join in on the, on the track <laughs> with folks in a semi, in my car, in a topless cop car. Not a top. It's, it's a cop car without a top. Easy. And also a 1986 Red Fiero GT. So it's a lot of fun. If you if you liked those kinds of movies, if you're a fan of Dukes, there's a very specific recipe about how much fun and how good somebody is in a car and how silly you make the police look. There's a bunch of lines you can't cross. Uh, otherwise, people call BS. They say, wait, 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 wait. But this movie, I think you'll love it. If you do, then it is actually the sequel to the first Southern Horsepower comedy we made. And that is a tribute to Smokey and the Bandit. That's called Stand On It. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Stand On It, the, the man who plays our kind of Jackie Gleason, Sheriff Buford T. Justice, and actually his name in our movie is Cletus T. Necessary, <laughs> is uh, none other than, than our big, big friend Tyrus from Fox mm-hmm. uh, from the Gutfeld Show. So uh, if you want to see Tyrus in action, he's hysterical. He's as funny as he is big. Check out Stand On It and then watch Poker Run. So before I get to my question, I just wanted to promote uh, Younger Man, your new country single coming out in April on the album Southern Ways. Southern Ways. Yes, I'm going to be singing that song uh, Saturday night. I'm playing the Grand Old Opry. So uh, we're going to do Lesson and Leaving, which was a Dottie West monster hit I loved. Uh, I used to, I toured with Dottie for quite a while and we're going to be doing a younger man. So you can check that out. It actually, somehow it came out three days ago. So folks check it out. If you are in love, it will be your favorite love song. So it's out. It's out right now. Oh, there it goes. There Somehow it goes right there. right out. You know, you it's know, out. It's running around. It's running around the room. Speedy over here is, uh, you know, he's a pretty good singer. He could be a duet for you. You know, he could be a background singer for you. If you want to hear Come like, oh, I mean, it, it's a very high-pitched voice. I mean, uh, he is not what you call uh, a country boy singer. But if you like, like, crow sounds or animal-like sounds in your background, he's your man. He's <laughs> just... <laughs> Crow sounds well. Let me, let me think about that. No, no, no. So going back to Pokemon, uh, I was yeah. watching the trailer with, and there was a lot of, of those cool stunts. And I, I noticed a lot of your movies, a lot of the shows you were in, you had a lot of stunts, and a lot of that has to do with the dirt racing that you're in. So yep. I was told you were doing stunts over rivers, stunts over lakes. So what were some of your favorite and most extreme that you've done in any movie, any TV show that you've done? Well, I did uh, in Poker Run, I jump over the lake. That was pretty extreme. But what's happened now, since I, I started racing dirt track a year and a half, maybe two years ago now, it's kind of made me either stupid or fearless. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which. <laughs> but I'm going to, we're going to do a third movie in, in this installment here. It's going to be called Double or Nothing. And my jump in Poker Run was probably 100 feet. Wow. But that's not far enough because uh, the General Lee record in the General Lee, I think, was something crazy like 203, 203 feet. I'm not going to do that, but I am going to jump the car about 150 feet in the wow. next movie because I, I write these as well. So there's going to be a monster truck event in progress. Mm-hmm. And at some point, 
we're going to come through and the monster truck is going to jump over me. And then I'm going to throw the car around and the folks in the car are going to say, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, I can't, I can't not. So then I'm going to come back around and, and I'm going to jump over the monster trucks. So probably 150 feet doing about maybe 70 miles an hour. When I hit the ramp, once you've hit a, a wall at 90 uh-huh. accidentally, Hitting a ramp at 70 on purpose doesn't seem so crazy. <laughs> or maybe it does. Maybe it does. But I think that's going to be the craziest one. I've been now doing my own poker run. I drove every foot of, of everything that car did. In stand on it, I drove everything except the jump over the river. Yeah. I had a, a stuntman friend come in and do that. His name is James Smith. He came in and jumped, jumped over the river. And when he was done, he said, I think this is the last time I'm going to do anything like this. <laughs> but, you know, you've got to. For 40 years, I had little kids come up and say, Bo, what was it like jumping the General Lee? And I'm basically an honest guy. So I had to say, look, Tommy, I never really did. <laughs> and it just, it just broke my heart. So now I am. So now I can actually answer that question. I jumped the General Lee twice in Christmas cars. I did all the driving except the jump in Stand On It. And I did all the driving, including the jump, in Poker Run. Never and even. I'm fine. doesn't affect, doesn't <laughs> you affect you me gotta, at all. You got a set of hair still, man. It's flopping in the wind. Maybe that's why you grow your hair, because you like it when the wind hits you going 100. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? Take that, William Shatner. William Shatner is right. We are talking that, Alan Jackson. Country singer and dirt track (laughs) racer, John Schneider. Now, John, as you know, we're a sports radio show. And I I think it's very unique to have somebody like you on the show. Uh, Do you watch sports? Are you a sports fan? Have you been keeping track on who's going to the Super Bowl, the Bengals and Joe Burrow and the L.A. Rams? Yes, the home L.A. Rams going home and playing a home game in their stadium. You know, I think that's all wonderful, but I have to tell you, not going to get political on you here. I haven't watched a football game unless I've been in a bar and couldn't help it <laughs> since, since they allowed people to take a knee. I got yeah. You. And I haven't watched, I have not watched any sport where that is not only allowed, but sometimes I feel encouraged. Mm-hmm. So I am that guy, and I know that there's not, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't that guy. And that's okay, because it's still a free country. Absolutely. So I loved watching football. I loved watching, uh, I really loved watching basketball. I just can't bring myself to do it. Um, what I say, what I say is when they took a knee, I took a walk. I do believe in freedom of speech, but I don't believe you should talk bad about the country that you live in. I mean, if you've got a problem with the country you live in, go live in another one. Mm, so I'm guessing you haven't checked out Colin Kaepernick's uh, Netflix show. <laughs> no, <laughs> I have not. I did a rant in a concert a couple of weeks and we we're doing a, a, a concert friend of mine and I were playing at a at a place in Baton Rouge (laughs) and it was a little late in the night and I say what's on my mind anyway but sometimes uh, when I'm a little more lubricated (laughs) uh, it was a kind of a sports bar and there were televisions on and uh, LeBron James was on one of them oh how wonderful and I just I said Big Mike turn that 
off. <laughs> Turn that off. And I, all I ask for folks, and I know everybody doesn't agree with me, and I'm a little, I'm a little unusual in that I, I have no desire for everyone to agree with me, but I know how I feel. So if you feel that way, uh-huh. remember what your sports heroes have said in the past and hold them accountable to it. Now, if you agree with them, then that's fine. But if you don't, then hold them accountable to it and don't let them get away with it just because it's a big game. Don't support someone who does not support what you believe in just because it's a big game. I don't believe you should do that. I don't do that. You can, of course, do whatever you want. But LeBron James has said some terrible things about this country, and uh, I will never do anything that puts a penny in his pocket. Very well said, by the way. Bo's Extravaganza, April 22nd of the 20th. Uh, your, your birthday bash, a music festival, and stunts all in one weekend. And so, I'm not invited? Oh yeah. Damn it. So, so tell the fans about yes, that. Yes, you are. You're invited. Of course you are. <laughs> You're invited. So we do this event. This happens uh, usually around my birthday, which is April 8th. Mine's April 29th. Fantastic. Well, then we'll do it for your birthday. It's closer to your birthday. So what we do is we have this big event. We are in Louisiana, a wonderful little town called Holden, not far from Baton Rouge, uh, not far from New Orleans as well. So we've got food like crazy. We've got a crawfish cook-off. We've got etouffee. We've got gumbo, jambalaya, fantastic Louisiana-based music. Rockin' Dupsy is going to be there, who's an amazing performer. A band called LaRue is going to be there. Uh, New Orleans Lady. It was a big hit they had years ago. Uh, myself, my band will be there. We'll be filming scenes from Double or Nothing. So we're, we're filming a movie. We're having a car show. We're doing music. We are showing for our VIPs. We'll be showing a poker run to them on our big screen. We have a drive in there as well. Wow. We'll be showing that on Friday night. And it's, just, it's a great, great time. And it encourages my whole thing, I think you can tell, my whole thing is to encourage people to get together and have conversation again, to meet a new friend, to be a new friend, to talk about, talk about the weather, talk about sports, talk about politics, talk about whatever you want, talk about your grandchildren or your grand dog. I don't care, but talk, communicate with one another and remember why we are such a strong country. We're not a strong country because of our government. We're not a strong country because of our military. We are a strong country because of our people. So we're a strong country because of us. So let's resist the temptation to continue to separate. Let's join back together, become the states united once again, and nothing will be able to stop us, not even us. That's what we love to do at our event. And uh, it's a big, big time. It's a great party. And of course, you know, the food is un- bad food in Louisiana is better than great food anywhere else. Well, the last time I was in Louisiana was years and years ago. I was at Mardi Gras. Uh, you can only be there for two days because any more than two days is too much. But oh, yeah, you just you just flop around like a fish on a dock. Yes, but Mardi Gras is happening right now. Yeah, this is uh, this is Mardi Gras time right now. I never had alligator and it was the first time I ate alligator. It's delicious. It really is. It's good. Good. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. They can cook down there. Yes. They can they can sure cook. My wife is from Louisiana, and uh, my gosh, she's an amazing cook. <laughs> so is her dad. I ate squirrel for the first time. Oh, wow. Her dad cooked squirrel for me about a month ago, and it was it was good. How much meat is on a squirrel? <laughs> Not much. 
not much. A little more than a frog and less than a rabbit. <laughs> well, I, I had rabbit a couple of years ago. That was delicious, you know. So. Oh yeah. Oh yes. yeah. It's it's really good. You really have to know how to cook a squirrel, and I don't. I don't. <laughs> what do you do with the tail? Do you use it for your hair? <laughs> you put it on your hat. <laughs> you put it on your, and then you do this with it. <laughs> Well, I'll be a squirrel's tail. <laughs> anyway. Hey, you, you have an app. I have an app. My app is called John Schneider. It works on it Android. It works on iPhone. It works on your laptop. Yeah. works on your desktop. <laughs> go to the App Store and get it. It'll tell you how to go to Bo's Extravaganza. It'll take you to the movies. It'll take you to the music. Uh, you can buy a hat. Maybe Check a out squirrel. our new line of squirrel tails. <laughs> no, we don't have a new line of squirrel tails. But we do have these really creepy candles. You know, you could get a ooh. there. You, you get go. a creepy candle. You want a creepy candle? <laughs> Download his app. That's right. You got to look. I got Johnny Cash on one. Do they kiss each other? The other? other? No. No, I mean they could, but not. No, not not my house. No. Last question for us. You have a family, and I, I see you have a ton of kids. And I'm reading a little bit more about you because growing up, I knew Dukes of Hazard. They came out with a remake with Johnny Knoxville and stuff like that, which it's nothing. Yep, yeah, it was nothing like the TV show. That would show. have to be better to suck. <laughs> And I watch I watch the old Dukes of Hazards on the um, TV land and stuff like that. It's a great right. show. And my mother, like I said, was a big fan of yours growing up. What um, about Smallville? Did you watch? You ever watch Smallville? Yes, you, of course. Yeah, oh, Smallville. Oh. I love Smallville too. Yes, and you you were great in that TV show. Thank too. you. If you guys like uh, superheroes, Superman, and and all that other stuff, you definitely have to check out Smallville. Smallville is uh, if you don't know, folks, Smallville was about uh, Clark Kent as a mm -hmm. teenager, mm -hmm. and I played Jonathan Kent. Uh, his adopted father there on the farm. What is it like being a family man? I know, you know, raising children, traveling the way you do and singing and doing all the stuff that you do. What is it like being a father? Oh, it's great. But I, my, my children are old now. Mm -hmm. Of course. My children are old. So when I was doing Smallville, my kids were teenagers. So it was a little rough because we did Smallville in Vancouver and I lived in uh, outside of Los Angeles. So I had to commute every week up to Vancouver wow. and back. So that was tough, but it was absolutely worth it. Later on in life, it become, when you become friends with your children, it's a whole different story because then you, you, know, you communicate when you can and how you can. It was tough, but I, I wouldn't want to have little children now because we're on the road. Right now we're in Nashville. We'll be in uh, at the Opry on Saturday night, but then we get right in the bus and we drive to Colorado. And then right after that, we have to be in Florabama. If I had children right now, then uh, little children right now, then it would be very tough because they, they would not know who I was. Mm. But when I was doing Smallville, I came home every chance. I spent very little time in Vancouver. I wanted dad not to be somebody who occasionally visited i wanted dad to be somebody that had to occasionally go away and that's a choice that you have to make a lot of people don't make that choice and it doesn't work out all that well for them uh, i did go through a divorce that that caused separation between me and my two eldest mm -hmm. kids which kind of breaks my soul time will probably heal all of that of course so you know we'll see but it's not because i didn't try harder than anybody that i know mm. Okay. Divorce yeah. is a tough thing. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm. So on, on Saturday night at the Opry, my first song 
I'm singing to my ex-wife, which is basically. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the second I song I'm singing to the squirrels. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> and then my second song I'm singing to my bride, to Alicia, mm -hmm. and uh, that's Younger Man, of course. Which yeah. is, uh, if I was a younger man, I'd change a lot of things, but I wouldn't change you. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful song. Mm. Uh, and the first song, not so much. But uh, <laughs> like I said, you know, I'm from New York. I say what's on my mind. I sing what's on my mind. Mm. And that's why right? we love you. That's why we love you. Because we're from New York. Well, he's from Connecticut. I'm from New York. The one thing you know about New Yorkers, they don't hold back on anything they say. They say what they know. I think it's uh, refreshing, actually. What do I know? I mean, I can't I don't know any other way to be. What did my dad used to say? Son, if you haven't offended someone today, you haven't talked enough. That's true. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I got to use that line. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, anyway, I hope hey, do get a hold of my app. If uh, if anything oh. I've said or any if I've made you smile or laugh or think over the last 50 years or 50 minutes, get a hold of my app. It's called John Schneider. Very creative title, don't you think? A beautiful. John Schneider. Beautiful. <laughs> it's at the App Store. It'll work on anything you've got, except your flip phone, in which case, why? Why? <laughs> flip phone. You know, stop. Get rid of the flip phone. Get a real phone. Um, but I will see you somewhere. I'm, I'm in a lot of places. Oh, uh, we so are doing okay. some races. Get my app, because we are coming to uh, a couple of racetracks in New York. Absolutely. Also, one in Connecticut and one in Vermont. Mm. This summer. So come check us out. Come cheer us on. Come hear the national anthem. I promise you haven't heard it the way that I do it because I tell the story first. Mm -hmm. I make sure you know what you're singing. And uh, and then we sing our song. So anyway, I'm rambling. You guys take care of yourselves. I really appreciate you joining us, John. And uh, we'll definitely stay in touch. We'd love to get you on again. And maybe, obviously, you're not a sports guy, as everybody knows from the interview. But the fact is, is that we really appreciate you giving us the time and and giving us the stories and telling us the stories that you have. It, it's amazing. You have an amazing career. And you, you're 61 years old, and you're still 61 years young. I, 61 I, years young. Yeah, yes. I, I feel like I'm just getting started. Yes. And by the way, it's Beautiful. not that I don't love sports. Yes. I love sports. I know, I know you do. I just don't like the politics involved in it Absolutely. currently. I could yeah. love them again, Well, right? you know, after LeBron James retires. How's that sound? <laughs> the minute. <laughs> the minute. It's not going to be time right. any soon because he wants to play with his son. So that will be for a few more years to see LeBron James in the league. So unfortunately, it'll be a couple of years before you actually. Well, you know, he could change his mind. I've, I've said a lot of things and I've seen the error of my ways. Mm. I reserve the right to change my mind. And on some level, he does, too. It's hard once you've been that public about something so disgracefully public about something. It's, it would be hard to turn back on that unless you are a real man. Yeah. I agree. In which case, you can. Mm. Well, I appreciate everything. We really appreciate the time, and we'll talk to you very soon. Thank you, John. You be good, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Bye. John Snyder, ladies and gentlemen. Hey! Actor, country singer, dirt racer. And candle. And a squirrel eater. So there you go. I've been called a lot of things. <laughs> a squirrel eater. Uh, He's a squirrel eater. He's a squirrel eater, ladies and gentlemen. He took me half the way there. He's a squirrel eater. McCartney and Lennon are like, or Lennon's rolling in his grave. And McCartney's going, what? What the hell? John he was a squirrel eater. Oh, God. Uh, goodbye. I'm going to, I'm going to press that. <laughs> See ya. John Schneider. Oh, man.
and he's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, John the Squirrel Eater Schneider. <laughs> well, guys, he was absolutely awesome. We really appreciate his time, and he's absolutely right. Uh, freedom of speech, absolutely, but the things that people say could absolutely politically destroy them, and I could understand why he doesn't watch sports right now. The world you know, transitions, and you have your own thoughts to it. Maybe sometimes you keep your thoughts to yourself because it could affect not only your sports, but your growth of your brand and all that other stuff. But John's absolutely right. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, more into the AFC and NFC title games, and we will get back into the Super Bowl. Bengals, Rams, here on the Sports Loudmouths. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. Sports Loudmouths, 631-672-3108. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. John friggin' Squirrel Man Schneider, ladies and gentlemen. He's awesome. Absolutely awesome. And I, we were just talking to Tyler when we were at break. Yeah. We were talking about his... I was his... outside chasing a squirrel. <laughs> I was just telling, uh, you know... Schneider? We Schneider. <laughs> you know, when I look at Tyler and I look at the Piss top off. of his head... Piss yeah. off. <laughs> I mean, it's it's starting to really fabricate. And, and you know... I told him, I was like, now if we go to a synagogue and we go to a bar mitzvah. It's a synagogue. I don't know what you just called it's it. It's a synagogue. I oh. just called it a synagogue. If we, if we actually went to a synagogue or a bar mitzvah, Tyler wouldn't have to put on one of those yarmulkes. I mean, I mean, his. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's my Tourette's. It would be perfect, man. Your head, your whole shape, the top of your head. I mean, it's perfectly filling in, my friend. You know, you look great. Fuck you. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. That's my Tourette's again. It's it's not. It sometimes just slips. Sorry, guys. Can I show me about show them the top Fuck of your head. Oh, see there it is. There, there it is. Look oh, at I that. see a squirrel outside. Wait, I'll be right back. Anyways, uh, why don't we get into the AFC title game? And I, I think I think everybody was very very surprised when when you watched the first half of the AFC title game and you thought it was. A, it was over. Kansas City was going to dominate the game. Uh, my, Patrick Mahomes was playing unstoppable football. He really was what we expected him to be in the AFC title game, just dominant. But at the end of the second quarter, when they were at the two-yard line, there was a penalty, and they were sitting there on the two-yard line. Uh, there was about, I would say, about seven, eight seconds left of the quarter. Uh, there was a timeout called, and you saw Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes go to the sideline to talk to Andy Reid. And Andy Reid, I guess, told him to draw up a play yourself, make sure you throw it, uh, you know, throw it in the end zone, make a play in the end zone, so the, the, the play clock, you know, shuts down so you can get the field goal kick. Well, Patrick Mahomes made a mistake. He threw a slant pass to the side to Tyreek Hill. He gets stopped at the one-yard line, and they go into the half, leading 21 to 3 and still everybody thought even going up in the half 24 to 3 you still had the momentum well they gave 
Obviously, the Bengals, the momentum going into the second half. Kansas City actually started with the ball in the, se- in, in the second half. Couldn't do anything. And that's where the Bengals went to work. And you saw that Joe Burrows was standing in the pocket. He, he's, he was resisting any movement of trying to get to – remember, last week before that with Tennessee, he got sacked nine times. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought this particular game, Kansas City was going to dominate the line of scrimmage with obviously – uh, the talent that they have up there, and Chris Jones there, and and the beast of you know they the the beast of men Ingram who they brought in to get to the quarterback, and Clark you would th- you would have thought that this defensive line was going to put pressure on Joe Burrow throughout the game and throw him off target. And that offensive line for the Bengals is Swiss cheese. That line absolutely didn't show up in the second half. They really didn't. They made a lot of mistakes, a lot of penalties in the second half, and a lot of offsides. You saw that. And Joe Burrow, every time he found a hole, he moved in the hole, he slid into the hole, and he ran. Now, Joe Burrow is not an athletic quarterback. He's not one of those guys that you can compare and contrast him to Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, or any of the quarterbacks that we talk even Patrick Mahomes. He's not that type of quarterback. He is a... Pocket-present quarterback, I told you, the, the best quarterback that we can compare him to is Tom Brady. A guy that can stand, but he's more elusive and a little bit more athletic than Tom Brady. But what Joe Burrow did in the second half was show you why he is the future of the NFL. He showed you why that a young quarterback in his second year could absolutely go all the way to the Super Bowl and win his first Super Bowl. When you look at the Bengals for the last, I would say, 25 years, they've had tremendous teams, tremendous defenses. They even had Carson Palmer at one point, who was a good quarterback in this league. Great wide receivers, A.J. Green. We all know A.J. Green's a Hall of Famer. Great running backs. We can go up and down the great running backs they've had year in and year out. But what Joe Burrow gives the Bengals is personality. He gives them a reason when he is in the pocket that he is not afraid to getting hit. He gives the team a reason to be confident that he can stand in the pocket when he gets hit and makes every single throw. And that's what you need to be a quarterback in the NFL. If you want to win championships... And we could go up and down. Josh Allen had a fantastic game the week before that. Fantastic. But he didn't beat Patrick Mahomes. What does it take to beat Patrick Mahomes? A coin toss. You need a cool, collective guy that can make every single throw and do the things that Joe Burrow did in that game in the second half to knock off a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. And let's be honest. Patrick Mahomes did not have a good second half. He was horrible. He was horrible. I think he had 50 yards the whole second half. I think the team only had 34 at one point. <laughs> but again, Patrick Mahomes the last couple of weeks, and really throughout the regular season, in the second half of games, disappeared. Now, I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes and teams have figured him out yet, but is Patrick Mahomes the reason why the last couple of years, this team has been a Super Bowl contender. He might be one of the reasons why, but they blow his head up and makes him and makes everybody feel that he's overrated. He played a younger quarterback, a quarterback that won a Heisman, 
a quarterback that people forgot how it took him and what took him to get to the NFL and to be the number one pick in that draft. And if Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl next Sunday, not this Sunday, next Sunday, he will be the first quarterback in NFL history to win a Heisman, win a national championship, and win a Super Bowl. And when you look at that, and you look at who Joe Burrow is, Joe Burrow is, and what Joe Burrow has done already in two years, being that he led a team to four wins the year before and tore his ACL and MCL, came back faster than anybody thought he was going to come back to, win a division that he had no chance of winning because Cleveland with the talent, Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger's last year, and Lamar Jackson, an MVP two years ago, and was destined to win the division. Nobody would have thought that the Bengals would have ended up on top of that division. And it shows you one thing. When you look at the quarterback play and you look at the cool collective quarterback, that's the guy you want in the pocket in the big game. You don't want the Lamar Jacksons, the Josh Allens, the Patrick Mahomes. You want the guy that's willing to stand in the pocket, stay cool, not worry about the the defensive lineman hitting me or killing me or beating the shit out of me and go out there and play for your team, play for the emblem that you're wearing on your chest. Speedy, am I right or wrong? Yeah, he showed a lot, I think, as well, amidst bad play calling, too. I I did not like the offensive play calling in this game at all from Zach Taylor. He was very conservative in the first half and never adjusted once Spagnuolo was trying to double-team Jamar Chase. And... Joe Burrow was able to adjust in certain areas, too. The last drive of the first half got a touchdown. Granted, a lot of that was a lot of short passes, too. But we're able to adjust the yards after the catch. And that was on him. I don't think that was really on Zach Taylor. And that proves a lot in terms of a step in the right direction. The second half, the Chiefs were still sticking to that game plan of double-teaming Chase and had to go other directions. T. Higgins went off at that point, and Joe Burrow recognized it. But also the play extensions, too. The Bengals' offensive line, below average at best. And while the Chiefs didn't blitz as often as they normally do, they still have a great pass rush. They still have edge rushers that are supposed to be able to contain these guys well. And the Titans, who had nine sacks last week, maybe are a little better a front seven than the Chiefs, but it's not by much. And they and the, Joe Burrow was able to escape that and make some tough throws and to win that game, too. And... The reads he had were very good throughout the second half, and I just think as a whole, when you're a quarterback that could overcome that much of the deficiencies with both offensive line and coaching, which are usually thought of the two things that help the quarterbacks the most, I think he really showed that in the second half of that game. And that defense for the Bengals, they've proven a lot in recent weeks too. They could have deviated from their their game plan too. It seemed like they were letting him run. The Bill Belichick-esque game plan. Let him run, stop him when you need to. And they were uh, they were trying to take out certain guys as well. They did a good job of Kelsey limiting the short catches and stuff like that too. But they didn't deviate that. They could have said, oh, they have a 21-3 lead. Let's get more aggressive. That didn't happen either. So I give a lot of credit to the Bengals' defense. That secondary also played well against Tennessee as well. I'm, I was going to say, everyone's going to give the credit to Joe Burrow, which I think is funny because it wasn't yesterday. I told this is a team game for three hours. But the offensive line for the Bengals played very well. Really throughout the game, Joe Mixon had all the running holes you could possibly think of. And he was kind of the X factor for the offense going forward. Uh, T. Higgins was the big guy in the second half. Every third down, he, Joe Burrow looked his way. Uh, at, so, at, at Really, halfway through the third quarter, Jamar Chase literally just became a decoy. That was really it. Logan Wilson has this defense playing 
better than anyone thought. Trey Hendrickson had a phenomenal year. And uh, Jesse Bates and Von Bell have been a top five safety deal in the NFL this year. So with that being said, they're going to the Super Bowl on Sunday. And uh, they have to continue to play that way. Because no matter how calm and cool Joe Burrow is, that defense has been the backbone of this team for the past well, the playoff run anyway. Mahomes we, doesn't win pennants in the Bates Motel. And we, we've seen this before. And, and we've seen offensive lines that we have seen throughout the season not play well. And all of a sudden in the playoffs just show up and play as well as the Bengals did in the AFC title game. Now, I'm not going to say that this offensive line is going to stop guys like Aaron Donald or Von Miller. Guys that have been dominant forces for years getting at the court. Aaron Donald, I think, is going to go down. Is the best defensive lineman we've ever seen. And then Von Miller, who's one of the best players off defenders we've seen. I mean, Leonard Floyd might have a field day, too. Yeah, well, he played well. Charles played well. I mean, this is a good offensive line. This is an offense, I mean, defensive line that has done, uh, you know, they spent a lot of money. The Rams gave up a lot of draft picks and a lot of draft stock and their future to expect that this defensive line is going to be able to do the trick to get them and win the Super Bowl. The question is, when you look at the big picture and you look at where the Bengals are, I would agree with you, um, Tyler, when, when you look at Joe Burrow. You cannot depend on Joe Burrow in this game to do everything. If you do that, you're not going to win a championship. You're not going to win this championship. Because we've seen it. Tom Brady. We've seen this with Peyton Manning. We've seen this with Drew Brees. We've seen this with Ben Roethlisberger. If you depend on the quarterback in the big game, that doesn't necessarily give you a definite win. We've seen this. We saw this with Tom Brady with the Giants. The Giants was, uh, you know, I guess his kryptonite. And even when the Eagles played... And Tom Brady had one of his best Super Bowl games we've ever seen. I think he did have his best yeah. Super Bowl game against the Eagles. The Eagles did just enough to beat Tom Brady. And, and with a backup quarterback and Nick Foles, who was having, had a sensational game and was the MVP of the Super Bowl. So, again, this is, this is going to be a game where there's going to be a lot of pressure on a young quarterback. And the only person, I think, at his age that can handle it is Joe Burrow. That's what makes Joe Burrow special. And that's why I think he's the future of what the NFL is. When we talk about Tom Brady, we talk about Aaron Rodgers and the Peyton Mannings and the Drew Breeses, I think you're going to see this kid, Joe Burrow, in the next five or six years, being the top young quarterback in the NFL, the, the future of what this NFL and what you expect a quarterback to be in the NFL. Even if he becomes that, too, it's good to have other weapons getting going for the Bengals that they needed to do. Because you mentioned that even top quarterbacks have had Super Bowl games that haven't been great, and they got helped out by other things. Peyton Manning, when they beat the Bears, Joseph Adai was the best offensive player in that game. Mm-hmm. The Steelers, the first Super Bowl against Seattle, it was Antoine Randall who threw the touchdown pass, not Big Ben. So mm-hmm. they've had there's other instances. Peyton Manning with the Broncos. Like, there's plenty of other instances where that's going to be end up the case. And the other guy that played a, played very well in that game and played well in the second half against the Titans was Joe Mixon, too. So maybe that's the... How about Russell Wilson? He didn't play well in that Super Bowl. Well, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else. That was all defense and special yeah. teams. And, and, and again, kick again, against uh, one of the greatest offensive game, teams in NFL history, the Peyton Manning Broncos. That right. year, they, were, they broke the, the uh, Patriots record, the, the 50 touchdowns. Yep. So, again, you, you think... 
of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is going to play a big part in this game, but he can't be the part that's going to win the game. He's going to have to make the throws and the big parts. If he keeps the game close, if this defense, this Bengals defense that has played well throughout the playoffs and really played well at the second half of the season, they shut down the Kansas City Chiefs at the end of the season. They shut down the teams that they needed to do needed to beat to get to the playoffs and win the division. If they do that in the Super Bowl and they keep this team, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, Akers, they cut down the offensive opportunities for this div- this offense to play at the top of their game. I absolutely believe the Bengals will be in the game going into the fourth quarter and has a chance to win this game. As, as far as the Rams, what were you going to say? Something? I was going to say, the one thing they still have to fix, though, is the red zone. They're still settling for field goals a lot. Their kicker's been phenomenal, but can they get away with it one more round? That's another question. I, I think they can because, uh, let's be honest, the Rams' offense did not look good last week, okay? And we're going to get into that in just one second. Uh, they made they made some big plays at the end of the game, and Matthew Stafford, but the San Francisco 49ers had a chance to win the game. The, yeah, San, Franci- the San Francisco 49ers' offense had a chance to beat Matthew Stafford and that high-flying offense throughout the season. The Sean McVay offense that everybody talks about that's unstoppable, okay? Now, last week... With San Francisco, San Francisco had a chance to win. They did. Defensively, Nick Bosa was getting at the quarterback, hitting Matthew Stafford. I, I mean, the Utah, Armstead was hitting Matthew Stafford. They were putting pressure on him the whole game. And so did Aaron Donald and Von Miller. And, and I believe the reason why they won that game, the reason why the Rams won that game, was their defense. It was not their offense. It was what Aaron Donald did in the fourth quarter. It was what Von Miller was paid to do, what he was brought here to do, is put pressure on the other team's quarterback. And Jalen Ramsey, you know, in the last two games, say whatever you want about him, and I'm not a big fan of his. Jalen Ramsey played fantastic in the second half. Of, of, of the San Francisco 49ers game. But what we saw is you brought Matthew Stafford in. Matthew Stafford needed to make the throws. He made the big throws at the end of the game that gave his, te- his team the chance to win. But I'm going to tell you this right now. You are not going to go into the Super Bowl. You're not going. Your defense is not going to scare Joe Burrow. If you let Joe Burrow become confident in that pocket that he can make these throws, as what Kansas City did, you are not going to beat him because he is an elusive quarterback. He's a lot more elusive than any quarterback that this Rams team has played all year. And they didn't play Joe Burrow in the Bengals this year, did they? No. I don't think they did. 49ers did. They didn't play him. And that means you've never seen him on the field and you never had a chance to beat him. What are you making faces for? I think you forget the division they're in, but go ahead. Oh, the Bengals? No, the Rams played Kyler Murray twice. They played Russell okay. Wilson twice. Okay. And none of those they're guys, and they're much more elusive. I'm, I'm than not Joe talking Burrow about speed. I'm talking about seeing the field the way he sees. Kyle Murray doesn't see the field like Joe Burrow's does. You said elusive. Elusive, yeah. That doesn't mean running. Sk- sk- using your snake, uh, your snake appearance to to slide right through into the holes. Joe Burrow's isn't fast, but he's consistently sees the hole and he's elusive to hit the hole and get out of get out of trouble, get out of arm's way. These right. guys, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray couldn't do that against the Rams in the first when they played in the playoffs. He couldn't do that. And he could not do that. And, and who else playoffs. did you? Who else did you say? Who uh, else did Russell you say? Wilson. Russell Wilson. Let's talk about Russell Wilson this year. Russell Wilson wasn't Russell Wilson this year. He, he wasn't. He wasn't. And the Rams destroyed Seattle this year. 
They completely dominated Seattle this year. And I by the way, one of those games with Gino. So let's. That's fine. But they beat Russell Wilson and they killed Russell Wilson. I think that was the game Russell Wilson got hurt. He broke his finger. Aaron Donald. He seems to have a problem with this. So I, I will say this both quarterbacks that you mentioned didn't play well against that Rams defense. But I'll tell you something that, something that we saw last week. Joe Burrow, who everybody thought Kansas City was going to dominate the line to scrimmage, and everybody thought that the Bengals' offensive line couldn't protect him, couldn't put him in position to win, they were wrong. They were wrong because that offensive line, and they added the, the two tight ends in certain offensive plays. Mixon was running the ball very well. And I'm going to tell you right now, Mixon is the better running back in this game. He is better than Akers. He's better than any. And if Mixon can find his touch and find his way to break. And by the way, the Rams this year against running de- uh, run- running backs have not been good in the second half. They've had problems stopping the running game. Because if San Francisco was 100% healthy in that game and their running back, their three-headed monster was healthy, I say San Francisco wins that game. They outplayed them in the game. They lost it. I'm, I'm telling you that if San Francisco had their their healthy running backs, I think San Francisco wins that game. I really do. I, and it's not I because of Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy is no the worst. Jimmy, Jimmy is the worst fourth quarter quarterback in NFL history. Those numbers could show everything. He well, is horrible. And he played he horrible. Wins. He played horrible against the Rams in the fourth quarter. Horrible. He couldn't do anything. Right. And, and, and by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo said at the end of the game, I hope I get traded. I go to a team that can win. Uh, that has a chance to win. Now, okay. I don't know where he's – he knows he's gone. He okay. knows that he, you they're not bringing You don't think John Lynch told him, hey, listen, we're going to help you go where you want to go? No, I don't. Okay. I think John Lynch is going to trade him John for Lynch the highest John Lynch waited in the tunnel pick. to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. They gave up a second-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. I understand that. They'll get a third. One second-round pick. Yes. They're not getting a third for him. They're going to get something for him. He's 30 years old. I guarantee get a you four- they get more than you think. They're going to get a fourth-round draft pick for him. That's it. That's all they're going to get. Maybe they will. It depends who gets them, why they got them, and what their draft capital is. We don't know that because we don't know the market for them. I'm telling you right now, is that they're not going to get more than a fourth round draft pick. Especially That's fine. It's absolutely fine because wherever he goes, especially he's, he's he on, brings he's still winning under contract, to the table. right? He's still yes. under his contract, so you're taking on that salary too, which so, is nothing now compared to the starting salary. You're still of paying him seventeen, eighteen million dollars. That's a lot of money. What a team's now. The Saints can't do it. I think he fit perfectly with the Saints. The Saints don't have the money to do that, unless they trade away pieces and and they make it work. But it's yeah, going to be very players. It's going to it's going to be very very hard to do something like that. So I I look at the big picture and I look at the position that uh, San Francisco is going to be in the offseason. I think they're in the driver's seat. I do. I they think, are. I think they can a, keep them. They're not keeping Jimmy. They Jones. can. They're not. Trey going. Lance is not ready. Did you did you not hear? What Jimmy Garoppolo said at the end of the game. Yes, yes. He knows. He, he went on Instagram, and it's been all over he, the place. He I was know pretty he's much. Out. He pretty much. He pretty much knows, and he probably was told that he was done. That's, That's fine. It. Trey That's Lance, fine. and I, I'm telling you right now, this is going to make or break Kyle Shanahan's career because if Trey Lance isn't the guy, which I believe he's not, Kyle Shanahan's going to get fired because, and so is John Lynch because, well, to me, you still Kyle have Shanahan out coach Sean McVay, so I don't know why that would happen, but. Out coach Sean McVay. Well, no, in the game, yes. But they, they, might, got... they might judge it on, on a couple seasons if Trey Lance is worse than ever and expected when they. Do you all gave that. up your future for Trey Lance. 
It might not be. It might not be rightfully so. How many so, picks but did they get? How they many coaches a, are connected they gave to quarterbacks? Up three first round draft picks, right? Three first round yeah. draft picks. But right. wherever Kyle Shanahan goes after this, they'll be like, "All right." Thank sure, you. No, I agree with that. But again, that's just the way the NFL works now. A lot sure. of the times, where coaches Kyle and quarterbacks Shanahan, are when John connected. Lynch gets another GM. Kyle Shanahan will get another job has, somebody else. What but, has Kyle Shanahan done? What has he done? He's has only he been a coordinator to a team that went to Super Bowl. He's okay. only been a head coach at Super Bowl. Lost. And he's been to multiple NFC Championship lost. games. What do you mean? He's lost every single game that you said. That's fine. All right. That's great. A lot. It takes a lot of effort to get to those places. Yeah. So Kyle Shanahan getting teams there multiple times. I get you don't multiple, like him for whatever multiple reasons. Multiple times. But you need to get over he's it got because multi- he's done it multiple he's times. He's got talent all across the board. What are you talking about? You're amazing. Can, when the talent's not there, oh, well, the coach is everything. But then the talent's there, the coach is nothing. You what can you have about? a combination of both. I don't know about? why you hate, what, he pissing your Oreos or something? No. Why do you hate him so I much? I think Kyle Shanahan's an overrated coach. I don't think he's Okay, good. well, he outcoached Sean McVay on Sunday. How do you figure? What do you mean? Did he win? If Kyle Shanahan. Did he win? No, we didn't. Okay. Because you did Chris say, though, if everybody was healthy, the they would win. The Rams outplayed. The Rams Samuel was out the whole second the time. half. Uh, that's, not, that's not anybody's fault. He's 6 0 against Sean Freak. I'm sorry. 6 1 against Sean McVay. Uh, that's great. Who's the best offensive coach in the Who league? Who actually played and uh, was actually his offensive coordinator when he was over there. Yeah, great. So clearly, oh, Shanahan knows more. Yeah. Shanahan. Is kind of better than McVay. Uh, not necessarily. Sean I McVay think beat him. I, yeah, I, okay. Stafford's a top 10 quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup's a top receiver in football. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham Jr. is probably the best number two wide receiver in football. He's not. Big, who's a better number two? It's not him. Well, you know so much, so who if, would be a better If I go two? through the teams, I guarantee you I could find one. Probably. But I'm saying Odell's probably the best number two because all of you hate him anyway. Uh, Higby's great. That offensive line is a lot better than people expect. And do we need to go through the studded defense? Come on now. Outside of Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, and, you know, the big offensive name guys, I would be hard-pressed for any one of you to name a Ram or Niner role player. Snook says Aaron Donald is going to take Ayuk. up residency in the Bengals' backfield. Debo Samuels. Debo Samuels of all pro, all stun. I, come on now. I just said Hayuk. Brandon Ayuk is a pretty well-known guy. Uh, he, he's a great player. Uh, okay. So yeah, say how about, how about George half. Kittle? You forget about him? I know, George. I think he's the best tight end in football. Uh, what are you talking about? All right. So he's got, talent. A, he's got a talented team. He has just as much talent as the uh, the L.A. Rams. And That's I, not I, 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 Yes, he does. And if you really look at the big picture. People you, wanted him fired 10 weeks ago. Now who, all of a sudden, who? now he's not. I don't like Sean McVay. I think he's hard. The Niners fans wanted him fired I, 10 weeks ago. I don't like Sean McVay, and I don't like Kyle Shanahan. He's, he's a phenomenal I don't like job. both Get quarterbacks. Over. I don't like uh, coaches. I don't like both coach, uh, coaches. I don't like Sean McVay, and I don't like Kyle Shanahan. And I hope Sean McVay goes down in flames in the Super Bowl. I really do. I hope the Bengals destroy him because I don't like him. I don't like both of them. McVay's, I think they're more ta- McVay's got a better scheme than Zach Taylor does. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's not saying much. That's not saying much, and that doesn't prove anything because I've seen teams that don't have good schemes win, a.k.a. Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, that defensive scheme was freaking yeah. good. Their ske- offensive scheme is horrible. Okay? The defense was the but, scheme. But they, well, that's great. Yeah, Ru- Russell, Wilson was, Ru- Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson and Marshawn Lynch were the offensive scheme. Right in the mouth. 
No, the defensive scheme was very good, but he's right. The offense was like a whole makeshift thing of horrible. That's fun. Fantastic. It was the weirdest, weirdest run off. And Shanahan's not a defensive coordinator. He's an offensive coordinator. You're talking about his scheme. And so is Sean McVay, another offensive coordinator. I get it. But Shanahan's scheme is creative, though, offensively. And he also does a lot of good job with a lot of banged up guys. Again, I don't care how creative his scheme is. His scheme doesn't win. They haven't won a Super Bowl. Sean McVay has not won a Super Bowl yet. And until they win a Super Bowl, don't tell me how good the scheme is. It hasn't won. That scheme has not won yet. Every single coach, every single coach that comes from the Kyle Shanahan tree has never won. And until they win, I don't want to hear about how good the scheme is. It's not a winning scheme. It hasn't won. Stop calling the scheme. But you need to get there to win. Uh, Get there? Win. Win the game. But you need to get there. And they're there, and they're going to lose again. And if the Bengals win this week, I'm going to shove it up your ass. Nobody yes, cares about what gets shoved up the ass. Stick with the argument at hand. What did the Jets scheme ever work? Don't, don't what bring up the Jets. Scheme ever don't bring up the Jets. What? Don't bring up so the Jets. So based on your logic, the only scheme the NFL should every, use is Bill Belichick. Every, every, every single Kyle Shanahan disciple. Every single scheme that came from Kyle Shanahan, including Kyle Shanahan, that's gone to the Super Bowl, has one dinky. Nothing. Zero. So what do you tell me? What, the scheme gets you to the Super Bowl? That's great. Does it win the big game? Does it win the big game? The answer is prove it. Prove it. So you'd rather a scheme not get you to the playoffs. No, not I want to see the scheme win. Not go to the Super Bowl at all. I want to see the scheme You'd win. rather do what? I want to see the scheme win. But you don't know if it's going to win if it doesn't get you there. And we've seen it get there how many times? Numerous times. And they can't win. We've He's seen been to two, Ky- one Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan has been there Shanahan's as an offensive coordinator. Okay, you lost the jump. And, and Sean McVay's been there coach. too. And Sean McVay's been there too. And by the way, my, uh, Mike LaFleur, is it Mike LaFleur? Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur's been to how many NFC title games and couldn't get over the hump and still hasn't won a Super Bowl with the great one of the greatest quarterbacks of our era. Okay? The scheme. Well, Matt LaFleur. It doesn't matter. What I'm sucks. saying is it's, what I'm saying is that Kyle Shanahan scheme could get you so far it hasn't won. It hasn't won. You've got three quality coaches, two of them that have been to now multiple multiple times to the Super Bowl. Right. Multiple times. Right. And they, they haven't have no won. Idea what they're doing. And they haven't won. Okay. No, I didn't say they didn't know what they're doing. I say that scheme doesn't win. And if that doesn't win this week and the Bengals, not this week, the week after, and the Bengals win again and, and that scheme doesn't win, it's going to go right back into it where – as good as that scheme has gotten them to where they are, it doesn't win. And that's what I'm going to say. I want to see Sean McVay, that Kyle Shanahan offense, win in the big game. So your logic is everyone should just do what Belichick does. What's that? Belichick's scheme, clearly, right, was the only scheme that worked, by your logic. Here's the scheme. Here's the scheme. Play good Him defense. Mike Tomlin. Play, the good, play good defense and run the hell out of the ball. That's what that's – what the, and, and the quarterback make plays in the big parts of the game and well, not screw up. It's ironic you brought up pressure because the quarterback with the most pressure on him on next, next Sunday is Matt Stafford. Really? And it's not close. Really? Oh, yes. How do you figure? Because Matt Stafford's been here, done that. Mm-hmm. Everyone said, but hey. Matt Stafford's, listen, never, Matt Stafford's never been in a Super Bowl. He's been to the playoffs, he's, and he got destroyed. Three times he's yes, been in the Super Bowl. I get it. I mean, a regular But playoffs. everyone gives him a pass because, oh, well, he's Detroit. He's oh, a Detroit. rookie just like Joe Burrows is going to the Super Bowl. I understand that. But you're a quarterback now in this league for over 10 years. 
you now have a quality head coach and a quality organization at your disposal. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't have a weakness to go. Ah, he needs. Ah, he needs. And and Matt Stafford's the luckiest son of a bitch on the planet because he threw the game into San Francisco's lap. The game was over. He threw a wide open pick. If that ball is caught, eight Jimmy Garoppolo minutes, wins the football eight game. Eight minutes on the game, and it was on the two-yard line, on the San Francisco two-yard line. That doesn't mean that they're going to take the ball down in eight minutes, and it doesn't mean that they— They, they were, were up. They were up by they were three up. points. There were six minutes three left. Three points. It was eight minutes. Three points. Go look at it. Go 17, look at 14, it. 14, yeah. It was, it, was, it was three he points. He throws that pick. Eight minutes. No, That's it wasn't. Fine. That doesn't make the game over, you idiot. He's going to run the clock out. Really? And they were eight going minutes? to sustain the eight drive. Eight minutes when they had – hold on one second. Eight minutes. Well, how, many to, how many timeouts did the Kyle, Kyle Shanahan have? Three. Two. He had two. He had, he had two, two And McVay had none. And McVay had one. He had one. He had one. He lost it on a challenge in the beginning he, oh, of that, the fourth yeah, quarter. Was a dumb challenge. He had yeah. one. He had zero, Errol. He, he had one. He had a fourth. challenge in the beginning of the fourth quarter, and he lost it. I'm telling you, he had one. Even if he had one. Okay. Even he if had you go the challenge. Down, I'm not even saying they score. If you get in field goal range and kick the field goal, I'm sorry. That's six I think points. The ra- and you're by the way, the fact that by they the way, almost choked by the, way, the week before that. By the way, the Rams scored a touchdown right after that. So what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Tart dropped a pick. He they dropped, dropped a change of possession. Dro- okay. Spit it out so I can explain to you how you're completely that, lost. I'm Eight minutes lost. left. He would have intercepted the ball on a two-yard line. They, they, it wasn't the, the defense. Yes, it, it was San Francisco's. It was like their, their, their five or two-yard line. It was right in there and right by the end zone. Okay, he should have intercepted the ball, and they kicked the field goal to tie the game. If he didn't, if he intercepted the ball, it would it still would have been fourteen. What was it? 14, 17, 11, 14 at that uh, seventeen time. fourteen. It would. It doesn't mean the game was over. There was more than enough time. Eight minutes is a eternity when it comes to football, and there's no way in hell. And the way they were playing, the way they were throwing the ball in the fourth quarter, and the way uh, Steve Stafford was playing, the game was not over. The game was not over. Stafford was struggling the whole second. Not half. in the fourth quarter. Cooper Cup, not in the fourth quarter. Cooper Cup was the reason that they paled oh, that game out. And who was throwing the ball to Cooper Cup? Matt Stafford. Uh, okay, right. but how many touchdowns? Hold on a second. Hold Matt on. Stafford. Let's look at. Let's Matt, look at Stafford Matt Stafford also okay. sucked it up in Tampa Bay the week before that. Right. Let's, let, let's, and I love Matt Stafford, but the pressure's on Matt Stafford, not Joe Burrow. Oh, Matt that's Stafford, three hundred thirty-seven yards, oh, two yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, he played like crap. He played like crap, ladies and gentlemen. Fourth, listen, Matthew Stafford, twenty-one for thirty-two. You can oh, act as oh, if the numbers you, say that. Oh, because you what, can do whatever oh, you want. Oh, so because you watch the game, it, it doesn't. That's the it. The Niners outplayed the Rams the no, whole didn't. entire game. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. They absolutely. Didn't. No, they didn't. Okay. No, they didn't. And I don't know what you were watching, Tyler, because no, they didn't. Stafford had. 31 for 45, he, is, he was throwing the ball great. 337 to two touchdowns, that's a great game for a quarterback. He played well, and I don't want to hear that. And by the way, Matthew Stafford did the things that he needed to do to win. When you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, not necessarily. 16 for 30, that's, he, 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 was, he didn't throw the ball very well. 232 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. He did not play well. Bullshit. He didn't play well. He didn't play well. And you're going to sit here. You're going to tell me that. <laughs> you throw the ball. You're gonna, hold on one sec. You're going to tell me well, that no, Matthew. You're going to tell me that ball. Matthew Stafford didn't have a better game than J- Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, well, Matt Stafford was the better quarterback. He threw the game into the Niners' lap, and they dropped the ball. They did not. Literally. It was eight minutes left of the game, Tyler. That is Are so ridiculous. Retarded? If he catches the ball and the change of possession starts, oh my God. 
even if they kick a field, even if they punt the ball back, you still have to go back down the field with four minutes left. That was destroying the whole team. With four minutes left. With four minutes left. Which, by the way, the next time down, they score a damn touchdown. So what are you talking about? You don't make sense. You sound stupid. It's dumb. It's a dumb argument. And it, you sound, oh, the game would have been over with eight minutes left and they intercept the ball and they're only up by three. Does that make sense? They w- the Rams were not stopping them either. You realize that, right? Oh they were getting God. to the red zone. Oh you you can at least acknowledge that or are you going to completely just sit there disheveled? I, I'm sitting here thinking that you're out of your damn mind. That's what I think. Well, that's the only two words you say. Yeah, that stupid you're or idiot the, or... Uh, yes, you're out of your damn mind. For uh, you to say, Speedy, eight minutes left of the game, they intercept the ball. Is the game over? No. I don't think it's over. Now, if they get a first down, that changes a lot of things. Because then... Because, like... I saying, asked they don't you, have... I asked you. What is the game over? No. If they, if they get a three and out right after that, no. Because then but it's... you don't know what they would have gotten. Well, no, no, I know You that. don't know why, what they would have gotten. Saying, so how could you say that's why it's I'm over? Saying, because what? I'm going to use the fact that Sean McVay... Really didn't have an answer for what Kyle Shanahan was doing offensively at all. Let so, me ask you a question. But, Let me ask you a question. What is San Francisco's strength of their offense? It's the running game. Okay, and what is which run- is exactly uh, what you want in okay, that situation? Uh, okay, and what was their running game doing in that game? Debo Samuel Hold was on, not what, doing much. What was the running game doing in that game? Here, let's go. Really Here we go. Seven much. carries, seven carries for twenty six for Debo. Eli, oh, hold on. Eli Mitchell, eleven carries for twenty yards. Hold on. Jimmy Garoppolo, one carry for four yards. Hold on. Kyle, whatever you, you check, you check. Yeah. One carry, zero yards. And you think that running game, the way that defense was playing, was going to run the ball against Aaron Donald and that defense? You're out of your damn you, mind. So You've lost it. You've they didn't even run close to hundred yards. They they didn't they didn't run. What did they run? They didn't even run fifty yards. They run 50 yards. They're a top six rushing unit in football. And not I that think game. they could have got a first down. Let's go look at the Rams and how they ran the ball. Okay, here we go. Cam Akers, 13 for 48 yards. Sonny, Mitchell, Sonny Michelle, 10 carries for 16 yards. Matthew Stafford, 5 yards for 8 yards. Cooper no, Cup, two, 1 carry for 2 yards. They ran the ball. And that's not even their strength. They ran the ball better than the team that has the strength of Those running the ball. Those numbers were equally bad. I, I just told you. They don't run the ball good. They, they, they didn't even have Henderson. Henderson's out for the rest of the season. Akers barely played this year, coming back from injury. And don't well, get me, started, do don't get me started with Sonny Michelle, who I think is so overrated. Okay? Their strength is their wide receivers. Now let's look at their wide receivers. Their strength. Cooper Cup, 11 receptions, 142 yards, two touchdowns. Odell Beckham, nine carries, 113 yards. Hold on. Kendall Blayton, five carries, five catches, 57 yards. Oh, Tyler Higby, two uh, two catches, 18 yards. We'll go down like and down quarter. and down. Dude, what I'm but saying what is. What does that have to do with the because, situation at hand? Because the situation at hand is San Francisco couldn't run the ball the whole game. What makes you think they're going to run the ball then? Because all season long they were able to do it. They're not So the you're going to tell me they can't get 10 they yards? Were, they were healthy all season long. They're they were healthy, healthy in that game. No, no th- really? Yes. Really? Trent Williams was playing, right? No, he Kyle wasn't. Kyle Eustace. Trent Williams was Trent playing. Williams. He was playing. He was playing. Trent Williams played. Did he touch Eustace the ball? Eustace played. Did, tr- did Trent Williams touch a, the ball? He's a left tackle. Why would he touch the ball? Uh, listen, did they run the ball in the game? Yes. No, no, they didn't. You did, didn't say, well, you said, did they? Yes, they ran the ball. Oh, my God. Debo Samuels, for the, throughout the playoffs, ran the ball the best. He had seven carries for 26 yards. 
Okay, he was out in the fourth quarter. He didn't play in the fourth quarter. And you think they were going to win after well, intercepting the hurt. ball? That's fine. That's not my argument here. My argument is they weren't running the ball well in the game. There was all no way. All season long, they were able to get 10 all yards. All season long. This isn't the playoffs. This isn't the fourth quarter of the NFC title game. Tyler, you're going to sit here and tell me the game was over with eight minutes left? That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous statement. I, I don't know why we keep going back to those eight minutes. I think there were six minutes left. Even if there was eight minutes left. It was eight. If they get in the field goal range and kick a field goal, it changes the outcome of the game tremendously. They're not kicking a field goal. They couldn't move the ball in the fourth quarter, Tyler. They couldn't move the ball in the fourth quarter, I'm Ty. I'm really sick of having an argument for an hour and a half. Ty, how many, how many points did they have in the fourth quarter, Tyler? Zero. 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 How many points Zero. did the L.A. Rams have in the th- Well, you're quarter? looking at it, so you tell me. Thirteen. Okay. okay. All right. That, so l- now, how, hold on. Hold on a second. How many points did San Francisco score in the whole second half? Three? Seven. Seven. Kittle touchdown. No. Okay. Uh, so I- I'm going to tell you this right now. In the second half, it was the battle of the two different halves. San Francisco played a little bit better in the first half and then fell off in the second half. And the defenses, the defense that you said dominated, let's go look at the the fourth quarter and look at the defenses and what the fourth quarter led to the defenses. How many sacks did the Rams have in the fourth quarter? No, Earl, you're looking at it. Why are you I'm asking just, me? Can't you because, just give because, the stat? Because uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to tell you. How do you say the momentum of the game if they intercept the ball? Is it's, it's almost a guarantee they win the game when they were only down by three and they were playing because better? The week before that, you were up twenty-eight three oh, and God. choked it the away. The week before that, again, you're going to say the week. Before, they made a lot of mistakes in the fourth quarter. The week right. before that, and then another interception in the fourth quarter that swings back oh. momentum to the team that you haven't beat in. Three years? You oh don't think God. that's a punch no, in the gut? No, no, not at all. Oh, not well, when you're hey. not when you're not when you're at home. Not the way you have been playing the whole game. Oh yeah, not that way. really helped Aaron Rodgers, and that really helped Tom Brady. Yeah. You know what, Tyler? I sit here every single day and I argue with you, and you make your points and your points. You go back to the same points over and over again. I asked you, how did they run the ball? In the game, they ran the ball like shit. So how do you can say? How could you say? I don't eight minutes care left? about that. You go with what brought you to the dance. If they're a running team and they got the ball back, you're going to try and run the football. I don't know why are you're you trying done? to reinvent the wheel here. Because because I'm explaining to you again. I'm going to go back into. I'm going to say it over and over again. I'm going to go off the subject because I'm not going to argue and keep arguing with you because you sound like a stupid ass. Okay. What did they, how did they rush? They were one of the best rushing teams in the league this year. They're missing two out of their three running backs. They had Eli Mitchell, who was probably in the second half, their best running back, who was running on one leg. They lost Debo Samuels before the fourth quarter. He didn't play in the fourth quarter. So what makes you think that team would have ran out the clock with their running game? I'd say run out the clock. What are they going to do, dude? Even if they get in the – like, I don't understand. If they get in the field goal range, that Speedy literally would have Check how many yards they everything. had in the fourth quarter. Check how many San Francisco I, I don't even know if they had positive yardage. I don't even know that. But And what makes you think they would have if they intercepted the ball? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I guess in this show, right? I mean, when we assume something that Errol wants to assume, you're a genius. You're right. You're innovative. Oh God! But when you think, I don't think I'm always right, Tyler. I don't. No, you do think you're always right. I don't, Tyler. Okay, Tyler, you're saying the game was over with eight minutes left, and they intercepted the ball on their. 
Get and the they would have either kicked the field goal. Get the hell out of here. What are you here? talking about? Sounds stupid, Tyler. Ryan, the clock doesn't sound mean like zero, zero. You sound like an idiot. I know like that the Jets aren't in a lot they of games. They were up by three and points. And you don't know how to kill they the clock. They were up by three points. I get you that. So stupid. guess another field goal makes it six. And then you have the Rams who are, oh, God, we're at home. Oh, Speedy, God, how many we need times, to drive. Speedy, oh, how many, God. Speedy, how many times after those plays, how many times did San Fr- uh, How many times did the Rams touch the ball after that? I bet you they touched the ball at least twice. They did because they got field goals. So okay. they would have they mm-hmm. got, got two field goal drives. So if they if – So they, you're wrong, Tyler. You're wrong. You're wrong, Tyler. They touched the ball twice. So even if – even if they intercepted the ball and they got – Three points. Uh, they got three points out of it. They still would have lost. They still would have lost. They still would have lost. I'm so, not arguing with this you, with you anymore. You don't Whatever the next subject is, you don't please. have to. It just please. doesn't make sense. I, I, ex- I explained to you they couldn't run the ball. They didn't run the ball the whole game, which is their strength. They lost Debo Samuel as the best player going into the fourth quarter. So you telling me with eight minutes left, they intercept the ball. The way Von Miller and Aaron Donald were playing in the fourth quarter, completely dominating the line of scrimmage, you think if they intercepted the ball, they couldn't put pressure enough on Jimmy Garoppolo, who, by the way, is the worst fourth quarter quarterback in NFL history. Oh, that's beautiful. Guess what happens if you're up and you have the ball back? By Guess three. what the game does? By it three. It no longer is in with Jimmy Garoppolo's hands. You're making it seem like there was three minutes left or four minutes left. It's eight minutes. It's almost a full. That's all. How many, how many minutes are each quarter? How many minutes? Fifteen. Fifteen minutes. So you're talking about practically almost a, a quarter a quarter into the quarter. You have more than enough time. You, <laughs> I can't sit here and die. This is ridiculous. For you to say that the game was would have been over if he intercepted the ball is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous statement. And I, I think you need to take it back because it's wrong. I'm not going to take it back because it's wrong. You say it's wrong. Because it is. It's wrong. Guys, all right. Oh, wait. I've always been wanting to say this. That's my opinion. You know what? You know what? I, I, I want to get a, a, a quality sports fan on the show, a football fan. Any quality One football fan. One of your fan. friends? No, I want to. Whoever's listening, okay? Eight minutes left of the game. San Francisco lose their best offensive player, their best offensive option. They have one running back who's running on. They have one running back. They have one running back running on one leg, okay? One. They've ran the ball 50 yards the whole game. They have had no no points until since the since the the, the the beginning of the second half. It really was the starting of the second half with George Kittle. You tell me the way Von Miller and Aaron Donald was. Do you think the game was over with eight minutes left if they intercept the ball? Only up by three, guys. Please call the show. I want to hear. I want to hear the intelligence arguments on this because to me it's ridiculous. And it, it, it sit here and say that the game was over is it's just utter stupidity. All right, because I've watched football a long time, longer than you, Tyler. And with eight minutes, that's an eternity with football. And when you lose your best player and you George can't run Kittle the ball, played the entire game. Debo Samuel's been the best player all season long. He's the most dynamic. Uh, he's been their best player all season long. I'm not having the Who's the all pro? Who's the ball pro uh, wide receiver? So it should be George Kittle. Uh, George Kittle but didn't have he got it. Hurt, he won't get it. George Kittle wasn't the best tight end in football this year. We, I'm not. Andrews this was. Yeah, sure. that's fine. That's fine. You know the truth. He wasn't. No, I know. Uh, yes, I am. I do know the truth. Oh uh, yeah. So um, you telling me George Kittle was better than Mark Andrews this year? Yes. You're, you're wrong. 
Uh, okay, Speedy, bring up George Kittle's numbers. Okay, I, I we did that. We did this like three weeks ago. Do it again. He had, had nine hundred ten yards day. and six touchdowns. We do this all the time. <laughs> you just said he's better, and, and yes, just, I'm going to continue to say he's better. He missed not. like four weeks. Oh my god! And, and still, when you don't have a quarterback that can throw the deep ball, yeah, Mark Andrews is going to get a lot of touches and a lot of looks. Oh, okay, okay. So George Kittle, who had 450 less yards caught than than Andrews. And he had nine touchdowns to George Kittle. How many? Six. Six. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm taking Andrews in a heartbeat. He was the better. He was the better play all season long. And I don't, I don't want to sit here and argue this. It's stupid. And it, it's crazy. Oh, if George Kittle played those four games, he would have had 1,400 yards. Dad, let me ask you a question. Did George Kittle ever have 1,400 yards in his career? Did I think you, his second season he did. Did he have? Because he had the tight end record at that time 11. for receiving yards. And then Travis Kelsey broke it the next year. And then he had a big year the following year. I yeah, he, he had like the he had the tight end record, and then Kelsey broke it shortly after. So let's look, let's look because I'm going to look because I want to get the numbers. I'll read some of Snug's comments. No, on. he's never had 1,400 yards. He never had. And by the way. He never had 1,377, and that shows you that Mark Andrews, who had 1,361, was 14, 14 yards under him, 14 yards under his best season. And honestly, if you look at their careers, I'm going to take Mark Andrews' career over George Kittle's. If you look at their numbers, George Kittle's played two extra years than Mark Andrews. He's got just as good a numbers as uh, George Kittle's. Snuck says Aaron Donald is going to take up residency in the Bengals' backfield. I thought Trevor Lawrence was the best top quarterback going forward. Final score, Bengals 9, Rams 7. Bengals kicker wins MVP. Five years. He played five years. Except when Stafford threw the ball to Tart and lucked out that Tart screwed the pooch. I love Kyle Shanahan. He's been in the Super Bowl two times. It has to be winning at some point. Stafford was expen- uh, expensive and comes with expectations. Burrow is a couple of seasons and out performing expectations. Stafford has way more pressure. He's also 33 versus Burrow's 23. Uh, Tart missed the INT with 9.51 left in the fourth, and it was on the Rams' 35-yard line. So, yeah, that's – so I, if they go three and out in that case, it's probably seven, eight minutes, something like left. So if they even kick a field goal, Somewhat, it's So much over. time. Yeah. So much time. Now, if they get a first down, that's, that's a lot different because then you're dealing with a potentially five minute four minute offense versus an eight minute offense. Uh Snack says I'd love to see if Trent Williams get a touch. That dude is huge. The INT burns at least three minutes off the clock and it flips the field position. It doesn't lock the game up but helps. I'm a fan, but I'm not sure about the quality part. <laughs> the game would have been over, but it would have wouldn't have been over, but it would have put a lot more pressure on Stafford. I think Kelsey's better than both. Yeah, I think he's the best in football. Yeah, Snug, that's Kelsey what I was saying. That's what I was saying before. If you, you said if you it was g- Andrews. No, no he had the best season. This year. Season. This year he was the best. Snug, that was what I was saying earlier, where if they get a first down, yeah. Travis that, Kelsey's the best that, tight end in the league. That'll change the play calling, where if the Niners kick a field goal after that, and then maybe it's a five, four-minute offense, that changes the play calling for the Rams, where they're not going to have the same wide range of options at that point. So there's no guarantee they would have been the exact same play calls with they no had guarantee on that, that last drive. There's no guarantee they're kicking a field goal, Speedy. If so they get a first down, they, they will Really? Really? Well, Unless they go figure? for it on fourth down. How, how do miss. you figure? How do you figure? How do you figure that's they're gonna ten get, yards? How do you how do you figure they're gonna score? Because it's ten yards. Because it's it's ten yards. If Snug said they intercepted it from the thirty-five, so let's say Tart was touched down right there. Thirty yard, thirty-five yard on their side, not on the other side. On their side, it no, was, it would have been it would have been in Rams territory because, like you said, they threw it from the two-yard line. So Stafford threw it thirty-three yards. So the Niners would have been in on the Rams thirty-five if they were if they were there. So they get a first down. That's at worst, unless they get sacked again. You're talking about a 42-yard field goal, which Robbie Gold makes almost all the time. No, I think the interception was on 
it, I think the interception was in the, the San Francisco 49ers zone. No. Was, yes, there's I, no way. There's no way any quarterback would be able to throw it from their own two yard line no, to the I, other team's I, thirty five. I didn't say that. They were on. They were in. They, I, I think Stafford was on the forty five yard. His the San Francisco forty five and he or a thirty five and he threw the ball and it was almost in. They were in the San Francisco zone. Speedy. That's what he was. He was in San Francisco's zone when they almost intercepted the ball. Go look it up. I know it was. It wasn't. They were not. In their zone. It wasn't in Rams territory. It was in San Francisco territory when it almost got intercepted. Go look it up. Because I know that for a fact. All right? So, I had to, no, watch the clip. What, what do you mean, watch the clip? Put the clip on. Go watch the clip. That's what I'm trying to find. Put the clip up. If you could put the clip up, download it and put it on the thing. Anyways. Um, the Super Bowl. I, I think... I think when you look at the battle of both teams and you look at the running games and stuff, I think the running game goes to the Bengals. I think the, the Bengals definitely have the advantage. The wide receiving, I, I would say the wide receiving could go – it's hard. It, 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 Chase, Higgins. Yeah, it was, about, it was about the 40, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, in, it's good field position. It's not guaranteed. All right, yeah, so it probably would take two first downs then in that case. And it wasn't going to happen because they couldn't run the ball. Anyways, um, you look at the wide receiving core, Jamar Chase, Higgins, and Boyd against Odell Beckham, Cooper Cup, and um, Van, Hen- um, Jefferson. Van Jefferson. Who has the advantage there? Honestly, Jamar Chase, besides Cooper, Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup, I think is a wash. I think both players are all pro players. The two wide receivers that were picked for the all pro game, I mean the all pro team, was both of them. They both were the all-pro wide receivers on the team. So they're a wash. Okay? Higgins, who's been their second-best wide receiver this year, and Odell Beckham. Now, Higgins has played well all season long. Say it's a wash. Odell Beckham. Is it a wash? No. I would say skill-wise, I would say skill-wise, I, I, skill I would give Odell, but Higgins was the more reliable third down. So you, you could say it's a wash. I think that's fair. You're crazy. Jefferson and Boyd. I say Jefferson. Jefferson's been the better wide receiver this year. Boyd has not been. Now, here's the thing, though, to keep in mind. Because you got to expect the Bengals' offensive line mm. on paper not to be great. So Boyd is the more reliable when it comes Boyd to like a, awesome. a short, Boyd, like a short field. Boyd's not the same player that no, no, he was. No, he, no, he's not. He had a down year for his standards because he was used more as the short receiver I guy. I love Boyd. Yeah. He, because of Chase. I wish he was a Jet. If he became available... <laughs> I, I Boyd's a good him. receiver. I think in this kind of game, though, when you have to expect the Rams to get the interior pressure, especially with Donald, with Ashawn Robinson, where the Bengals middle their offensive line is especially weak, Boyd might be that guy that's used for that kind of thing. Now, we've seen Chase do it a lot with screen passes, where that was a big factor of why they beat the Titans, and they were able to get a lot of yards after the catch, and out routes against the Raiders. Like Those are the kinds of things that they made Chase work with, too. I'm not saying Chase is exclusively a deep threat, but if they want to use Chase in bigger roles to try to stretch the field or to decoy on Ramsey or whatever they want to do, Boyd might be that guy that's going to be more relied upon for those shorter passes, mm. those simpler routes. I, I think, I, listen, I love these, these figure, the, like the team figure skating. I mean, like, these guys are huge compared to the girls. Yeah. I mean, look at the girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, like miniature pinchers, and this guy's like a monster. He's Asian, too. Have you ever seen a uh, Asian, you know, figure skater that tall? I mean, no, seriously, I've never seen not that. Not muscular either. <laughs> He's tall as hell, man. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Pretty muscular too for a figure skater. Look at him. He likes the muscles. <laughs> I'm just observing. I didn't say like. 
Speedy likes the muscles. Of they like. Listen, do you want to skate with him? Would no, you rather I don't. skate with him? Do you want to be the girl? Do you want to be the girl skater? I really think I would be able to qualify I for that. I think you could qualify, yeah. yeah I mean, okay. we'll put a wig on <laughs> you. You've seen you. You played hockey. You're better used to ice skating. I, I, yeah, but hey, listen, he'll be the Obviously, lead. Obviously, it's different form, but still. He'll be the lead. You know, you can wear the wig and, you know. I look can wear like a wig. The... That doesn't mean I can skate on an Olympic ice hockey Olympic ice. I, hey, listen, a couple of, you know, a couple of months of practicing, maybe you It can... would not take a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who has the better defensive line? Uh, obviously, Aaron Donald and Von Miller, but the Bengals' defense has played as good as any defense in the playoffs. They really have. Mm-hmm. I mean, they shut down They shut down Patrick Mahomes in that high-flying offense in the second half. How many teams have done that? And they did it twice this year against that high-flying. And many, many teams tried to do that. And Buffalo Bills, who had the number one defense in all of football, couldn't do it. I'm that. I'm, a, oh, here's, here's ironic. That's a fact. It is a fact. It is. The number, so why'd you the, do this? The number one, this is not a fact statement. Because the number one defense You're doing it all, again. The number one defense in football could not stop, could not stop Patrick Mahomes. But the Bengals' defense did. So what does that tell you? If you're going into the game, I think the the defense is a wash. The front seven is a wash. I think the Bengals defense has played just as well as Aaron Donald and Von Miller has throughout the playoffs. What do you think? Yeah, I think the front seven is is as close as it gets because the Bengals have the better linebackers for sure. The Rams linebackers have been a weakness in comparison. They have the better safeties too. They they have better safeties, yeah, because the the Rams are playing with a lot of reserve safety. Granted, they've played well this postseason. Eric Weddle has played well since he's come back. Nick Scott has too, and he was more of a special teams guy. I'm surprised Eric Weddle missed the whole season. He came back, he played two games, and he has shown up. But I'll tell you this right. Eric Weddle has been trying to go headhunting. You saw it in the last game, Mm -hmm. and I'll tell you this right now. If he does does this in the Super Bowl with everybody watching. He's going to get a bad penalty, and if he does, it could cost his team the game. I've been watching him in both games. He's been headhunting. He did it in the last game uh, against the San Francisco 49ers. He did it he did it against the running back, Eli Mitchell. Mm-hmm. He went headhunting, and he should have been called on it, and he wasn't called on it. So if he does that in the Super Bowl with everybody watching, I'm telling you right now, he could cost his team the game. Yeah, so... Bates and Bell are definitely better out back there, and I think the linebackers are better. Now, the, the corners are a big significant advantage for the Rams, being that the Bengals have been in a lot of rotation, different things. Mike Hilton's a good slot corner, I guess. And then the outside corners are, are physical at times, but still not great. So the Rams definitely have the edge there. And the, the interior pass rush probably goes to the Rams as well. Now, the Bengals' run defense has been better on the inside, uh, on the on the outside. And then on the inside, they've probably been a little better too. DJ Reader has been, I thought he was overpaid at the time. DJ Reader's been very good for the Bengals, especially down the stretch for them, stopping the run. So the Rams, who haven't been a great outside or inside running team are, might have a tough time with Logan Wilson there too. If they get Larry Ogunjobi back as well, there's a possibility of that where they could rotate more guys there. Now the outside edges probably go to the Rams, but again, it's still close. Hendrickson had the best year of all three of them. Now the duo is better for the Rams. So judge accordingly with that and also judge the escapability of Burrow. Can the Rams be able to contain that, which they're good outside containing when the pass, not the run. Who's the better quarterback, Tyler? Honestly, Matthew Stafford, Matt Stafford's Joe Burrow. the better quarterback. And it's not close. But I Matt Stafford, to differ, but I wouldn't say it's not close. It's not close. Matt Stafford, arm talent-wise, is leaps and bounds better than Burrow. I the problem, Matt that. Stafford is the original Pat Mahomes. But the pressure is on Matt Stafford. And Joe Burrow is going to be the college 
Joe Burrow's playing with house money. There's no pressure on Joe Burrow to win this game. He wants to win this game for himself and everything, so don't say anything crazy. But in the media perspective, all the pressure's on Matt Stafford. All the pressure's on the Rams. Now you're at home. The pressure's all on uh, Los Angeles. Well, you say Matthew Stafford, it's not even close. Matthew Stafford, 41 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, 4,886 yards. Joe Burrow, because you keep saying, Tyler, listen to me. And I'm going to tell you this as as a radio show host, because you like to put your head down looking at your phone and look all over the place. Keep your your, head up and, and, and understand something. When you're saying it's not even close, it sounds ridiculous and stupid. Because the truth is, it's by far Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, completion percentage, 70% to Matthew Safter, Stafford's 67%. 4,886 oh, yards to 4,611. 34 touchdowns to 14 interceptions to Matthew Stafford's 41 to 17 interceptions. It's not even close. It, it, you sound stupid. It sounds dumb. If you anything, this is the closest quarterback duel we've seen in a Super Bowl in a very long time. This is... As equal as it possibly could be. And you want to know something? I'm going to bet that Joe Burrow has a better game than Matthew Stafford. I would assume so, too. Because, again, Matt Stafford's got all the pressure on him. I disagree. I disagree. That's fine. What makes you think? You know what? Didn't I say weeks ago I was done arguing with him? He was the old, he's the almighty Messiah, and I'm not going to argue with him no more. Go ahead. (laughs) Messiah. Messiah Mars. First of all, that was my nephew's name, so please don't mention. No, that I'm name. sorry. I had no idea. I, okay, so, no, that's not what I. So I, I don't want to hear it, and and to sit here, and to sit here and say that I'm the Messiah is ridiculous. Okay, all I'm saying is that you say that Matthew Stafford has all the pressure on him. Okay, he's never been in the Super Bowl before in his life. Sean McVay. Here's who has the more pressure on him. Sean McVay has the pressure on him. Sean McVay needs to win this because if Sean McVay doesn't win, this team is going to lose Von Miller. This team's going to lose Odell Beckham. This team is going to be back to square one. One, they don't have a first or a second round draft pick for the next three years. Okay, they're done. I mean, they're, 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 McVay, you know, three years is gone. So if they don't win now, they're never going to win. So when the team said, we're going to give you the first-round picks that you want, mm-hmm. we're going to give you Jared Goff, because mm-hmm. Matt Stafford, we think, is the missing piece. Okay. There's no pressure in that organization for Matt Stafford. Not for Matthew Stafford. I don't think there's any pressure on Matthew Stafford. Not at all. Not at all. Zero. No, his goal was to get to the Super Bowl. Not to win the Super Bowl. They, they, his goal was... His goal is to win the Super Bowl. Listen, everybody's goal when they get to the Super Bowl is to win the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford has got where he was supposed to be. His goal was, in the beginning of the season, you heard what he said, is just to get to the Super Bowl. I got to get to the Super Bowl. That's what they brought me here. Now he has to win the Super Bowl. If he loses, there's no pressure on him. He did what he said. They brought him there to get to the Super Bowl. Now it's anybody's ball game. Sean McVay, was if he don't win, it's going to be all on him because he was the one that wanted Matthew Stafford. He was the one that they asked and probably right. said, we want Von Miller. We want Odell Beckham. He was the one. And if they don't sure. win with those guys, they are losers. And McVay will be gone. Not this year. He'll, they'll keep him for another year because I think he's got another year on his contract, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's one more year yeah. on, on his contract. If, he, if they don't win this year, he's not winning next year. He's gone. He's done. He's done with the Rams. 
And that's the way I look at it. Because one makes us think that you have no draft stock for the next three years. You can't bring Von Miller back. I, I can't see him going back. No way. And and Odell Beckham, there's no way in hell Odell Beckham is staying there. Not the way he played in the second half. He's going to be asking for, you know, Cinco, okay? He's going to be asking for money. So he's not staying there either. So he might this, stay. He, he's for $10 million? They're going to have to cut somebody else if that's the case. They're going to have to cut two people for that. There's no way. Cooper Cup just got a big contract. There's no way they're going to be able to sign him. Uh, good luck. There's no way he's gonna he's gonna be looking somewhere else. And here, here's a team that I'm gonna say the same team that right right in the same stadium that's gonna that's gonna have a lot the of money because Mike Williams is is a free agent. I they could say you know what we can win better with Odell Beckham. I'll bring Odell Beckham in to play with Herbert. You know, so I, he might want to stay in L.A., but he might go to the other team. But I I can't see him staying with the Rams. I don't think they're going to be able to pay him. Stuck so, said, did Yao Ming take up figure skating? Probably. <laughs> Should air quotes be like challenges in a game with a limited number of times per show? What is Aaron Donald's sack over under for the game? I doubt Please player props. Oh, well, player props are going already. And if nothing else, Stafford is no spring chicken and took a beating in Detroit. At least on a personal level, Stafford knows he doesn't have very many more shots at winning a Super Bowl. No, he doesn't. But again, it's not, that's not a pressure on him. The pressure is really on the coach that wanted him. And if Sean McVay don't win, Sean McVay is never going to win because they don't have, again, I'm going to go. They don't have to, you can itch your head and all you want. Jeff, I mean, Jeff, Jeff. (laughs) um, if you watch, if you watch all the different shows that are on TV and everything like that, the pressure is on Sean McVay. Go watch Skip Bayless and uh, but out what's of his the name two again? quarterbacks, which is your original question, why would there be any pressure on this uh, basically a rookie because he got hurt his rookie year to win a Super Bowl on a team did that's you, been dog shit for you, ten years? Did you hear what he said? Have you? He heard? wants to set the new standard he, 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 in Cincinnati. He, he, did you hear what he said? Yes, but he's twenty three years old. Do you hear Matthew Stafford saying those things? Matt Stafford's. A hit away from his career being over. It doesn't matter. Have you heard Matthew Stafford say out there that we're going to win? We're, we're out there to win. We're, this is going to be. Matt Stafford is not a talker, so no, he, I haven't heard Matt uh, Stafford. All right, say so that. you're going to tell me sitting here right now if Joe Burrow's opening his mouth and saying, listen, we're going to be here a lot more than you see us here, and I expect to win. What does that tell you? I'm going to win, okay? I'm going out there and I'm winning. You don't hear Matthew Stafford. So the pressure is just as much on Joe Burrows as it is on Matthew Stafford. He's the one that's saying that I'm going out there and I, I'm going to win. If Matt Stafford loses, there's going to be a public outcry. Jesus Christ, Matt Stafford can't win the big game, and the Rams wasted their draft picks, and they should have kept they, Jared Goff. Listen, listen. If they, they weren't going to get there Joe Burrow they doesn't win, gonna they're going to be like, damn, that kid's good. He's going to get a couple more shots at this. I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. If, if, and I, like, it, I, I hate Jared Goff, but this year I, I, I give a lot of credit to Jared Goff. Jared Goff was there this year. He wouldn't have done anywhere close to what Matthew Stafford did. I agree with you. So, so what but makes you think Matt that they would have been there? If Matt, that's not what I'm saying. If Matt Stafford does not win this game, they're going to be like, why did we trade Jared Goff, who also took us to a Super Bowl and lost? Why couldn't we just keep him and kept our draft capital? If Joe Burrow loses, Joe Burrow's going to get the, damn, this kid's real good. He's going to have a lot more Super Bowl chances. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to be between him and Mahomes. That's what you're going to hear people say. Okay. And what makes us believe? We, I remember when Aaron Rodgers in 2009, was it 2009, 2010? He went to the Super Bowl, and everybody was like, oh, we're going to see Aaron Rodgers multiple championships, and he hasn't won one since. So that's not true, Tyler. That's Just a- because he's good doesn't mean that he's going to be there multiple times. That's not and what he's got I'm multiple saying. chances. But Burrow's career is starting. Stafford's is in its peak. Slash decline. Stafford, no, he's 30 years old. That's fine. He's got a bad back, and he's got a bad elbow right now. First, first of all, Matthew Stafford. And he's Stafford. taking more hits than you could possibly Matthew count. Stafford has another five years, six years left in the NFL. Okay, that's he, not a he's lot. He's not at the end. That's a lot. No, it's not. Speedy is not five. Not compared to Burrow, though. Uh, uh, that's not what I'm talking. It's five or six years. It's a, a good lot amount. of years. Good amount. That's, that's a lot of years. Five, six years in the NFL is a lot. Okay, he still has. He's still right now in the prime of his career. He's not done. And for you to sit here and to say, why would they give up one, two, two, three first round draft picks and a third if they're just winning, trying to win one champ? They expect to win multiple championships with Matthew Stafford, not just one. They thought he was the missing piece. Forget Odell. Forget Vaughn Miller. Those were in season additions they needed to fix problems. Going into the year, Matt Stafford was the ride or die for the team. Right or wrong? He's quiet, so I'll just continue <laughs> to go along here. Go ahead and talk, because so I, I don't Staff- want to cut you off. You like cutting people off. I'll let you speak, because you got the biggest, fattest mouth in the world. Go ahead, Thanks, that's what out. the sport is freaking called. Out. The sport's loud mouth. Spit it out. So anyway, not mouth, mouth. So why would Matt Stafford now have no pressure? One. It makes no sense. Going into the year, they pointed him as the, oh, this is our golden child. This is what makes our team better than everyone else. The fact that we added Matt Stafford, McVay's brain, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Higby, Akers. That's it. Here we go. We're going all in. That was the move. They're there now. You're at home. Joe Burrow is on the road. It's going to be considered a home game. I mean, an away game. Sorry. No, and, it's, it's a home game. Right. It's going to be a home game. There you go, the air quotes. And, yeah, there we go. There's some more air quotes for you. There's no pressure really on Joe Burrow. He's a media darling right now. If the Rams lose, and God help them, it's an embarrassment, Matt Stafford's going to be the scapegoat. No, he's not. Sean McVay, is, it's all going to be pointed to the head coach who wanted Odell Beckham, who wanted Matthew Stafford, who wanted Von Miller. It's going to be on Sean McVay. It's not going to be on Matthew Stafford. The pressure is not on Matthew Stafford. If anything, Matthew Stafford's exactly where he wants to be. He's going to the Super Bowl in his hometown, and he has a chance to win it there. And if he doesn't, he's had a great season. He was an MVP candidate, and to me... There's no pressure on him whatsoever. He's going to go out there and do the best that he possibly can. He's got the better all-around team, and that's it. Both quarterbacks are pressured. Both of them are going to go out there and try to do their best. And Joe Burrow, to say there and say that he doesn't have any pressure on him is ridiculous. He's got more pressure, just as much as any pressure any quarterback has had since Rex Grossman with the Chicago Bears and the Indianapolis Colts had. Okay, He had just as much pressure as they do. Okay, so I, I for, for to say that, oh, Matthew Stafford has all the pressure, it's ridiculous. You're in the Super Bowl. You have a chance to win your team a championship. How many times does the L.A. Rams win a championship? Who's the Once. favorite? Once. When was the last time they won a championship? Greatest show on turf. Who's the no, favorite? No, I'm not talking about St. Louis. I'm talking about L.A. No, L.A. never won. L.A. never won. So this is the first time L.A. would win a championship. Who's the favorite? What do you mean who's the favorite? Who's the favorite? The Rams will be the favorite. By how much? I think four and a half right now. Four and a half. But before the game, it'll probably be three. Okay, but they're the favorites by not much. 
Tyler? You make it seem like it's an all-out blast where they're going to, like what, what the Broncos played Seattle when they were like a seven-point, eight-point favorite. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, Snug, I agree with you. The most pressure, I think, is on the GM because of those extreme moves. Absolutely. It's on, it's on the coach, and it's on the GM. It's really on Sean McVay. Because if you really we look agree, at it, but your question was which quarterbacks under the most pressure? I don't, I don't, I don't. That was your question. I, I don't, and I don't think any of them are under. They're going to go out there the same level, and they're going to go out there and play their best. And if they lose, they lost. And I guarantee you, both of them are going to have good games. And if they put up and they shut up, even if both of them, when Tom Brady threw what almost he threw five hundred yards against the Eagles, and Eagle and and, and Nick Foles threw what three hundred eighty yards and won the MVP right. at the end of the game, you think Tom Brady? Do, shut up, Speedy. Do you think? Do you think that Tom Brady sat there and said, "Oh, I had all the pressure on my on you know on my shoulders. Oh, I'm you know this and I had a terrible game." If if Matthew Stafford throws 350 yards or 340 yards and throws three touchdowns or two touchdowns and plays a good game and loses a game, it's not Matthew Stafford's fault. It's not, it's not the pressure wasn't on him on why they lost. So it, it's ridiculous. No one's blaming Matt Stafford. But the pressure is on Matt Stafford no, to not. outplay Joe Burrow. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Your question was which quarterback's under the most pressure. That's what your frigging question was. Honestly, Joe Burrow's had a better season than Matthew Stafford. I just told you. What does that have to do with anything? The veteran quarterback who has been a pro bowler, who's been held back by Detroit, he's got his shot to shine. You could sit here all the time. You could sit here just like you sat here for, for almost a half an hour arguing that the game was going to be over. You're wrong. Yeah, you're absolutely wrong because we proved you were wrong. But you now you're going to this. Oh, he's got the most pressure. They both have pressure on him. I don't think one or the other has more pressure. It's really the coach, Sean McVay. He's got all the pressure on him. They lose. It's on him. Here, maybe now I'll spell this out for you. You didn't ask which coach or which executive has the I don't most think pressure. It, I don't think Your any of question was literally, I didn't have a question. Burrow, Stafford, which quarterback, play it back, which quarterback is under the most pressure? No, I didn't say that. I said, who, is the, who has the better quarterback? Who's the better quarterback in the game? That's what I said. I didn't say the play most pressure. Play it back. Play it back. Play Your first play qu- it back. His first question was, who has the edge at quarterback? Mm-hmm. He's right about that. Right. Then, then, uh, then he asked who has which quarterback has the most pressure after that. Who asked before that? coach? You did after that. I didn't ask who, who has the most pressure. But the first question was who has the advantage at quarterback. I don't remember. And then you said the and you said Matthew Stafford by a lot. Yes, I remember that. But then he also said which quarterback yeah, after right. after that. Yes, whatever. If I ask that, that's fine. I don't think Matthew Stafford has the most pressure. I don't think any of the quarterbacks have more pressure. I I, I think it's this. I, that's if I did ask the question, it was really to go back and say that they're both equally under pressure in the game. The quarterback is 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 pressured just playing in the game, being that 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 that's the position. But honestly, if you look at it, the the play the person that has the most pressure in this game has nothing to do with the quarterback, has nothing to do with the defense. It's all Sean McVay. He needs to win this game. If he doesn't win this game, the Rams are set back for years. Years, and I'm telling you right now, you're not bringing back Von Miller, you're not bringing back Odell Beckham, you're not going to be, and you're going to lose two other players. I think they said, I, I forget who the other two players they're going to lose. They're going to lose two other players in the off season. They're not going to be able to afford those players. Oh, Whitworth probably is one of them. I would have missed well, somebody Whitworth's else. There was somebody else too. There was somebody. Some other big. Is it Floyd? Maybe no. They just re-signed Floyd. Ashawn Robinson maybe. Was some, defensive somebody, lineman. Yeah. Somebody else. It, it was somebody. Uh, somebody big. A big name. Okay, 
they're losing at least four big players to this team next year. They're not going to be able to re-sign them. So you're not going to be you're not going to be the team that you were going into the season. You're not going to be the team at the end of the season. So really, they don't win this year. Next year, Sean McVay's contract's up. Are they re-signing him? Are they bringing him back? No. Why would you bring him back? It he doesn't can. matter how many times he wins because he couldn't win the big game. You got to bring the right guy in that's going to win the big game. I think that's not fair. I, that's he the got way out football coached is. by Bill Belichick. I thought by that logic, half the league would be fired. Okay, Brian Flores won two two winning seasons with Miami. Okay, and he got fired. Well, right. right. Nobody <laughs> said the Dolphins were smart. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Bad circumstances. Rex really Ryan went to two Flores. AFC title games. Was fired in his fifth year. Okay, two AFC title games. He was fired in his fifth year. Took the oh. Jets to two back-to-back AFC title games, and he was fired in his fifth Again, year. Again, the Jets. I, I'm, stop saying the Jets in Miami. I'll, I'll go. I'll go look at other teams that you're going to say, and I'll say right, it over and over. But again. you're not talking about teams that have established winning or winning cultures. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Why did Mike McCarthy get fired? Doesn't matter. Mike McCarthy. Oh, of course it does. And I'm bringing up Mike McCarthy. Not a winning culture over there. Did he have a winning coach? Why'd he get fired? He got fired because his loudmouth quarterback said he's the reason that we don't win. That's not the question. He, th- th- it doesn't matter. You find a way to get these guys to Green work. Green Bay hasn't won relatively anything in the last decade doesn't either. Doesn't matter. That was a winning culture. He got fired. Yeah, because right. his loudmouth just, quarterback said he's holding I'm me back. All I'm saying, Tyler, is I'm bringing up teams that had winning cultures and they still fired their coach. Stop, Tyler. This is an argument about Aaron Rodgers. I'm I just bringing that. up teams of fired coaches with winning cultures. And ironically, you listen to Aaron Rodgers. McCarthy's gone. He's in Dallas. He just won the NFC East Division title. Aaron Rodgers is now going to leave. And Devontae Adams is probably going to leave with him. Good job, Green Bay. Good job, cheeseheads. By the way, the other player you were thinking of is Darius Williams, the corner. Jimmy Johnson. Okay. Left. The Cowboys? Left. He left? or did well, he got fired, depending got on what fired. story you he hear. He got fired. Jimmy Johnson says he left. Winning culture. Okay? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm just, he left, and then I, Jerry Jones took over. And what Dallas Cowboy fans will tell you. Again, I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just bringing out coaches, winning cultures, that that were fired. Okay? So Bill I'm, Parcells. Bill Parcells, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- that Went was. to Dallas. Jerry Jones said, you're an idiot. He, he left. He, he, yeah, he was he like, you know what? Yeah. Take your big tuna and shove it. I don't want this job anymore. Bill Parcells wasn't a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of coaches just off Sean Payne just left the Saints. Winning culture yeah, down but there. But he didn't get fired. He I'm, left. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about people that got fired with winning cultures. Fired with winning cultures. And I, I'm telling you right now, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, if Kyle Shanahan doesn't win next year, he's up on his contract. I don't care what Kyle Shane has. They're going to fire him. Because you, know, you, you drafted a quarterback. You gave away your future. Now you're losing Jimmy Garoppolo. You're going to trade him away. Mm-hmm. And you've been to one championship in how many years with Jimmy Garoppolo? Was it four years now? Four and a half. Four and a half years with Jimmy Garoppolo. You've been to one Super Bowl, and you went to an NFC title game. And, and you... No. What? No. Well, yeah, in the well, Super Bowl. The Super Bowl yeah, but the Super Bowl, it, it, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. One NFC title game and a Super Bowl, if you want to call it two NFC title whatever. Okay? The fact is, you haven't won even with the quarterback that you wanted, and then you went and you traded away pieces of your future for that quarterback. If you don't win next year, you're going to get fired. John Lynch is going to fire you. It doesn't matter how John good he is. I'm telling you, he is. 
Because John Lynch will Thanks be for fun. the job. Yeah, kid. I was gonna say if they're gonna go, now. they're gonna go together. Because <laughs> Shannon, fun. remember Shanahan hired really? Lynch. Really? Adam Gase, Adam Gase, and Joe Douglas. You stupid asshole! I, I, I just gave you another one. Right. I, 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 there <laughs> you go, right there. Adam, Adam, Adam Gase. Joe Douglas is great. Adam Gase is horrible. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Is Shanahan that much better that than Lynch mean? or the other way around? What does Again, that mean? I'm critical of Lynch, what I, too. But what does that mean? What does that mean? I just I just gave you another thing. You're going to sit there. Ah, that sucks. You can admit Joe Lynch Douglas is great and Adam Gase is horrible. Joe Douglas hasn't done anything. What are you talking about? He's not great. He hasn't done anything for the Jets yet. And until he does something, until the Jets play a playoff game, he's done shit. So he you don't know what to talk That's with another team. But that's, that's what he's not done. With the, that's not with the Jets. Adam Gase is the one who got Joe Douglas hired, and he got fired the year after. Okay? Oh, Don't give me this Gase shit. And guess who moron. fired him? Joe Douglas. Okay? So stop it, Speedy. And John Lynch will absolutely fire Kyle Shanahan. Fire Kyle Shanahan if it comes down to it. Why would he He would walk out after – they're not going to do that. The owner is going to tell him to fire the coach. He's not getting over the hump. Snug says, then I asked, which quarterback is a better taste in cupcakes, West Coast versus Midwest? Well, Whitworth is 365 years old, so yeah, he's not coming Ooh. back. The real winning cultures don't fire coaches like New England and Pittsburgh, and Adam Gase was the most, one of the most comical head coaches in NFL history. Yep, winning cultures don't do that, and you, you name three of the biggest and the most uh, highest profiled organizations in all of football. The two ones that have always won year in and year out for the last 30 years. So, I mean, there are not many teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Bill Belichick Patriots. Because I say Bill Belichick, but because b- before that, those pa- the Patriots, they have had coaches three, four years, and then they fire them. It, it, Bill Belichick is the only coach in the Patriots' you know, existence that was there as long as he has been. So, stop. Okay? I, I, I'm not going to sit here and attack Bill Belichick because we all know how great he is. But to sit here and say, oh, well, you know, that's the culture. You, know, you, you keep winning. Listen, if you can't get over the hump, you need to find the guy that's going to. And you're not going to sit there and say, well, Kyle Shanahan got us here. He got us there, so we're going to keep him. He doesn't get us over the hump. He doesn't win well, based us. Based on your time. logic, actually, you're kind of insinuating the Patriots should fire Bill Belichick. Um, I No, I think Bill Belichick, if Bill Belichick can't get over the hump in the next year I, I and win a Super Bowl, I, I think Bill Belichick's going to retire. Why would he stay well, that's there anymore? Different than being fired. No, well, yeah, I, yeah, he's not going to get fired. There, there's no way Robert no. Kraft is going to fire him. Okay, he's going to walk away. Based on what you're saying about Shanahan no, and McVay, he, no, no, Bill Belichick just spent all this money. Bill Belichick he drafted won, the young Bill Belichick that won he six Super Bowls. Right. Six. Bill Belichick's also his own GM. Right. Too, so that's a bad example. Hold on, though. <laughs> Hold on here. Six with Tom Brady. Tom Brady. You can say whatever six. you want, but when Tom Brady left. You don't think Robert Kraft kind of gave that nod of you better win and you better win. Well, yeah, but again, there's and then Brady wins it his first year leaving New England. And you don't think Robert Kraft said you better do something this year? No. No, because the, the Patriots at that time were kind of like the Bengals this year. They were kind of ahead of schedule the type Patri- thing. The Patriots won six Super Bowls, and it doesn't matter with Tom Brady or not. He's won six Super Bowls. To add, oh, let's, let's go. Sean McVay, zero. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, zero. Right. I, I mean, <laughs> six to zero. I none mean, of those owners had a quarterback oh, that they wanted to keep. Who drafted? Who drafted Tom Brady? Bill Belichick. Who built Tom Brady? Tom Brady. No, Bill Belichick. I, it was well, Bill I'm Belichick. Not, we're not having this argument again. That, that's fine. But you don't have to. What I'm saying is, you know, Robert Kraft loves Tom Brady. It's well documented. His kids even say that Robert Kraft <laughs> loves Tom Brady more than his kids. 
So to say that you don't think Robert Kraft has some disdain right now for Bill Belichick on letting Brady walk and then Brady winning a Super Bowl that, that year, I think you're being a little delusional. No, I'm not. I, I, I honestly I, – oh, she's hot. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, <laughs> maybe it's a bad to distract. Uh, what? Well, I'm, I'm just – Stating no, the no, obvious. Or, 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 no, the don't obvious. worry. Stuck probably got distracted too. Yeah, well, I'm stating the obvious. But, um, anyways. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this, is, this was fun. <laughs> Nobody knows what he's laughing at or staring at or nothing. That's probably best that they don't. <laughs> anyways, um, before we go. <laughs> He's done. He's shot. I'm not done. I'm not shot. But, um, oh. What was that? Forget the Patriots. Forget the Patriots. The Steelers, the Steelers have had two coaches since 1992 and have won Super Bowls under both of them. That kind of continuity lends stability to the organization. It makes a difference for a difference long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And those teams won Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin, his second year, won a Super Bowl. Uh, Bill Belichick, when he came in, he got Drew Bledsoe. Three years later, he got Tom Brady. He wins the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, now let's look at Sean McVay. Sean McVay's been there for, what, five this years? This is fifth year. Fifth year. year. He hasn't won a Super Bowl. Um, Kyle Shannon, how long has he been year, there? Fifth year, same year. Fifth yep. year, hasn't won a Super Bowl. Um, sorry, none of those guys are Bill Belichick or Mike Tomlin. Let's go. Let's move on now, okay? so That's it, not it, what they're it, saying. It, I, I, yes, I'm telling you the way I look at it. You have two guys that have been there five years that haven't won a Super Bowl. And then you have Bill Belichick, who was there for three years, won a Super Bowl, when, and then started winning and winning and winning and winning. And then you have uh, Mike Tomlin, who won a Super Bowl his second year, okay? His second year. And then won, by the way, was in, how many Super Bowls was he in after that? One. He was, he, he was there. One more. He was in one more. So Mike Tomlin, you know, and, and by the how way. How long hasn't he been in the Super Bowl? I'm sorry? Since they lost to the Packers. That's a decade ago. And yeah. Mike Tomlin was in how many playoffs? How many times did he make the playoffs in a row? I mean, was it 10 years? Yeah, they, they, made, it for a, they made it for a while. Then they, 2013, they missed. The, they started off slow, and then they almost made it after that. Shannon, they didn't make the playoffs last year. The no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Sorry. Shanahan's made it two out of the five years. McVay's made it four out of the five years. Yeah, they they haven't made the playoffs every single year. Like Tomlin making the playoffs almost 10, 12 years in a row. Okay, it's it's different. And I understand what you're saying. It's his, it's, yes, it's his opinion. Yes, but uh, Snug says it's his opinion. But (laughs) that's fine. Great. But the fact is, the fact (laughs) is, the the when you look at the big picture and you look at all the coaches and we talk we talk about Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick went to the playoffs like 15, 16 years in a row. Okay, Tomlin went to the playoffs like thirteen years in a row or something like that. Yeah. There you can't compare McVay and you can't be, compare Kyle Shanahan to those guys because that's excellence and they have not achieved that. Excellence. We're not comparing them to Belichick. No, I'm, I understand that, but when I look at continuity and championship wise. I'm not going to depend on a guy that can't get over the hump. And Kyle Shanahan has not gotten over the hump. And, oh, the United States is still ahead. Um, Kyle Shanahan can't get over the hump, and neither should Sean McVay. And if Sean McVay doesn't get over the hump this time, he's never getting over the hump, and I expect him to be fired after his contract is up next year. That's what I believe. I I, I can't see them. And I'll tell you this right now. 
the Rams are going to have a problem making the playoffs next year. Yeah. Because they're they're going to be losing big pieces. And that division, Tampa uh, – not Tampa. Se- Seattle, Arizona. Arizona is going to be better next year. Seattle, it, depending, we'll on, <laughs> depending on what Russell Wilson does, if Russell Wilson stays there – there's, I think they're going to be a lot better because his finger is going to be better next year. So I, I think he's going to be a lot. I think he's going to be better than he was this year. Well, that's um, if they keep DK Metcalf around. I think they will. If, well, if if Russell Wilson stays there, they're keeping DK Metcalf. It all depends on Russell. Wilson. Apparently, they don't like him that much right um, now. Who's the other one? Forty ers The Forty ers and the Forty. So they're in the same kind of boat where yeah. it's kind of a prove it year. Now they're probably going to have Trey Lance. So we'll see. And remember, only uh, this year there were three teams in that division that made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's not going to happen next year. No, probably not. It, it's not. It's so, and that's only because Russell Wilson hurt his thumb. Otherwise, you're talking about possibly four. Because I think uh, the Washington football team is going to be a lot better next year. The Commanders, whatever. (laughs) Yes, are they the Commanders? Yep, that's what they named it. Yep, Washington Commanders. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, it fits. Oh my God, it's the black uniform is actually really nice. Who the hell named them the Washington Commanders? They kind of. That was kind of the worst kept secret in football. Oh my god! Yeah, it's true. Like once they, <laughs> they were the, saying it for they, a month. Yeah. yeah, like once they kind of like gave you the titles oh, left, it was like this. Why if, the if commanders? Not... Oh my god! Let me I see do like the black uniforms. So I'm with you. Yeah. On that. And there's, there's a nice little. Flag I didn't see emblem. the jerseys. So let me see the jerseys. Uh, Stuck says, but they are sticking with Tomlin because the Rooneys understand that he's a consistent high performer and he's going to win some years than others. Uh, but he consistently wins. McVeigh is on that same same kind of track, going deep in the playoffs. And Rams don't have young talent. It's aging. They need to get it done now. If they don't yeah. win, they're they going to have one of the biggest fall from graces. Whether they make the playoffs next year or not, they're going to whenever, whenever they ha- lose a lot of those veteran players, they're going to have a really big fall from grace because a lot of young guys are up for contracts at that time too. So they're either going to be re-signed and be the focal point of the team, which that's going to be a tough transition for it's them. It's not black; it's like green. That's what the one you're talking about—the green one. Because I, I don't see black. black. I don't see black. It's I green. saw a red one, a white one, and a black. No, it's red, white, and green. No, well, it's I'm green and black. So. It's yeah, green. they must have had a bad image then because I saw a black one. I thought I saw nah, a black it's one. It's green so. and it, it's black lettering with like, uh, I guess you could say that's like a yellow around the numbers. And then. Right. That's and, the. Was, yeah. That's the and one and black saying. collar. I mean, I, I think that's the one you like. I mean, because there's no black jersey. No. Then I, I, well, I am colorblind, so it's so, not very well. Oh, okay. Green. No, I got it. It's green. It's like, uh, what, what kind of green is that? I don't know what that could Dirt, shit green, okay? That's what it looks like. <laughs> it's shit green. Yeah, for their, uh, for the, uh, it uh, is nice. That, that, that explains like the their odor pretty well. I, I like the color. I mean, I like the, the yellow around it and everything. I just don't like the name of the commanders. It's terrible. Out of all this time, I would have kept it the Washington football team. I still vote for Sentinels. The replacements for the win. <laughs> the commanders. Who names their team the commanders? Oh, that's black. No, it's green. No, the image he's looking at is black. Yeah, no. I'm trying to figure out what they, where that is coming from. Yeah, it's not the right one. Yeah, it's a, it's an alternate. They do have an alternate black jersey. Might, the green one might be their main alternate, though. Mm. Uh, white with, yeah, uh, red. Yeah. It's red, white, and Red, green. white, green is what you're saying. So they might have a second black alternate from this yeah. article, what is, what is reading. Well I'm, well, I'm seeing right here. You want to see it? Did you guys see it? I'm looking at, uh, looking at some other articles to, to confirm for sure. Uh, if you look at it, it it's, it's green. I actually like the green a lot. I even like, a, like there's a lining. It looks like a puzzle on the lining of it. It really does. It looks like a puzzle lining. I can't explain it. If you look at it, if you look close at it, it's actually really, really nice. I, I 
I, I you know, listen. I don't wear another team's jersey, but it is a it's it's a nice green jersey. I, I like it. I like it a lot. So I mean, I I guarantee that's going to be the most popular jersey. <laughs> Sucks. As I was hoping for the Washington toaster strudels, and maybe the Washington banana splits. I like the banana splits. That would have been good. You know, they they have green. They have yellow around the numbers on the green one. The banana splits. Mm. Uh, how about the banana shits? How's that sound? Well, yeah, that, that's, that's a pretty accurate depiction of the way they've been run. So. <laughs> Why don't we just name it after the, uh, the owner's name? Oh, he's in, another, he's in more legal trouble. Oh, is he? What is yeah. it now? Oh, God, what is it now? What did he uh, masturbate in front of a... Uh, oh, that one surprised yeah, sexually, me. Sexual assaulted somebody or oh a woman God. thinking How wonderful. that he was oh, yeah. wonderful. Uh, but John Gruden got fired. Go figure. How the hell that makes sense? I don't know. I guarantee you won't hear, we won't hear from John Grinnan for at least two years. He's still the NFL. He's still in the NFL. Yeah, he's Him here. and Flores together. By the way, by the way. For uh, two separate things. Oh, yeah. He, he was there for well, three Well, no, years. but I'm saying, like, one saying it's racist, and the other one's like, I got fired for no he, reason. John Gruden don't care. He's made millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Successful there. Well, shitty team, the so they could be the Washington Cabotes. I, I know that, but he, he, he's, he's won millions of dollars. You know, he, honestly, if I was John Gruden, I'd just sit back, relax, coach high school football or college football, just relax, man. You don't have to do he's anything good. else. You don't have to do anything else. I mean, he, he's successful. He won a Super Bowl. He's done everything that he needed to do. Uh, the, yeah, fact, the fact what happened to Tampa is just Tampa, what they did to him is, is horrible. Pulling, his, you know, pulling him out of their Hall of Fame is ridiculous. I, I mean, that I just – it's terrible. The, the only coach, you know, before this Bruce Arians championship with Tom Brady, it was the only coach that ever won a championship for your organization. And because – He knew the other team pretty well. I'm sorry. He knew the other team pretty well. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. But he still won. He still had the. He still won that game. Stark said, "I would sit back and open the the best donut shop ever." Yeah. Well, there you go. How about the uh, How about the Washington Donuts? I like. That. That's nice. Do not. Don't. Yeah. yeah pretty do much. Nuts. There you go. Do nots. I like that. The Washington do nots. You know. The only thing they do is overpay for With the big donut, you know, the big, you know, a big donut on the numbers, you know what I mean? Or a big, you know, donut and the numbers sitting on a donut or something like that. That would be nice. That would be cool. Oh, all the sprinkles. <laughs> sprinkles the all sprinkles. over. <laughs> sprinkles all over the shoulders and the numbers. I think that would be cool. Right. Hey, listen. It's uh, time to go home. Uh, it should be. How about the, the Washington Hole Ticklers? What? Oh, hole tickler. I like that. Stark, I don't even know what that, I want to know what a that would be. Hole Ticklers? I, I know what it means. Now. Back to the donut. Back to the donut idea. Speedy, if, there's any, if there's any, if there's any, if there's any players that were eleven <laughs> or seventeen or something like that, they the could Washington do... hole ticklers. Uh, no, no, Tyler wants no part. Uh, I like the the ticklers. How's that sound? You like tickling? Really. Do you like tickling? No, your ass? I, I don't. I'm not. I don't know what that one. Would do you mean, like tickling snark. your ass? No. You sure? Very much so. How about your dog? Does he like tickling your ass? My dog does not have opposable thumbs. I'm just asking you if he <laughs> likes tickling your ass. My dog does not have opposable thumbs. I'm, well, dude, well, uh, well I, he does have an opposable nose, doesn't he? Really snug the Washington tickle party. I like that. Anyways, that's it for our show. I want to thank John Schneider. Uh, listen to the Weekend Crunch on Saturday, 7 p.m. Speedy. Yep. No Islander game for like another month, unless it's another two months, unless they get rescheduled. Okay, so we, uh, we will be on at 7 p.m., uh, definitely check us out. It's going to be a great show. Uh, I don't know who we're going to have as a guest, but uh, it'll be fun. Trust me. Um, 
Uh, Snug, if my dog made an appearance on the show, he would try to struggle to get off with me lifting him, and then he'd. Could you away. imagine your dog sitting next to one of us? And he wouldn't. La- he, he would. He would jump over that and t- t- to go to you. You think so? Yeah. How about if his ass was pointing at the camera? Irrelevant. Yeah, that wouldn't work. Would you stick your nose in his ass? No. Okay, I just wanted to ask you. Uh, anyways, uh, that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you to John Schneider for joining us. He was awesome. Uh, really was. appreciated. it. Uh, all the fans, uh, we'll be back next week on Wednesday. Listen to the Weekend Crunch, 103.9 here on Long Island. If you don't have that, check it out on iHeartRadio at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on iHeartRadio. Until then, this is Errol Marks, Speedy Petey, and Tyler, a.k.a. The Duff. Harrison saying goodnight. We'll talk to you later. Good night. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.